Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh, no, Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Sneeze. (laughs) That was very, okay, bad time. I was going to say too, hey, for the first time in like two or three weeks, we've had a uh, issue-free start to the call-in show. So, you know. Oh, yeah, barely. I'm on my laptop though, so we'll see how long that Need one of those little calendar things that's like X days (laughs) since last call-in show false start. Anyway, uh, just to recap uh, how this works, if you're new to the show, there is a link to the Discord server on which we host the show in the description on YouTube. Hop in that Discord server, put your name in the roll call. We go on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, try to keep your call to about two or three minutes. Blonde will keep you on the clock, but who knows? That may or may not mean anything. And uh, we'll take a break every half hour to catch up with Super Chat and Streamlabs and DLive. And then the last uh, half hour of the show, if uh, we'll take email questions. So if you'd like to contribute to the show, but you can't do it live, or you're having trouble getting in live, send us an email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Remember, only that inbox. We're accepting uh, e- email questions these days. So beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line, and we'll respond to those at the end of the show. Uh, and you can submit by video, too, if you'd like. Send us uh, an unlisted YouTube video, minute or, or less. Two we'll... minutes. Two minutes? What's two minutes? Oh, wait, no. One minute. One less. minute. Oh, one minute sorry. Whatever. <laughs> you know who you are. None of these long-ass videos. All right. Uh, that is an option as well. Uh, but let's hop into the calls. Uh, I'm curious what people want to talk about. Maybe a little Richmond, a little uh, impeachment. I've watched exactly zero minutes of the impeachment trial. Have you paid attention? Uh, I watched some like Cory Booker knockoff dude that I'm totally unfamiliar with ramble on for like 10 minutes. And then I was like, all right, Corey I'm done. Bo- Isn't Cory Booker already a knockoff? How can you be a knockoff Cory Booker? Yeah. I All watched right. this Ann Coulter PBS interview the other day, by the way, which was excellent. Everybody should watch it. The interviewer did a really good job. And she called Cory Booker Barack Obama's country cousin. <laughs> yeah. All right. MCNN, you're oh, up let first. Me, let me turn my timer on. <clears throat> timer for me. This this is um, Matt oh, Christensen News Network. Come you on. name changer. All right. Ugh, All right. Are you calling to talk about fountain pens? You we even made the graphic. News. You we even... All right, this what's is the official news network? Come on. All right. We're official around here. We got sources. Yeah, breaking news coming out of Matt Christensen News Network. We have two. Wait, wait no. I'm just getting in confirmation. Three sources that the familiar that are familiar with our situation can confirm Kevin Flanagan. Yes, the Kevin can the Kevin Flanagan has a half black son. Wow, that's our, He's that's gonna scandalous. find you and kill you for that. Our sources cannot confirm whether he's a race mixer or a cuckold. <laughs> but okay. If in fact he is a cuckold, his real his real son's father did leave to go get Kevin some e juice and never came back. <laughs> we can't. Okay. That's what that. you put in the vapes, wow. right? Yes. Yes. Can confirm. <laughs> we reached that... out. For, we reached out for comment from Kevin, and he said it was the juice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Is that uh, is that the extent of tonight's breaking news, or is that, that more? is tonight's breaking news? Okay, that is well, Mattress's you... News Network. I'll be Worthless. back with you guys next Great. week. Get the out most here. trusted source in real news. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for uh, for the breaking news. Arguably more reliable than CNN. I, it's, I don't know. It's neck and neck. I would say, but I kind of like the bit. That's a new one. I think that's clever. We'll see if that continues. Have you checked out Becca Lewis's Twitter feed lately? Yeah, now she's going after what the trad wives. Yeah. My mom sent me some stuff last night. She was really pissed off. I don't know what it is like, but I'm starting to feel really bad for her. Uh, it's the cat thing. And then like there's nose nothing... and face situation. I can tell she's <laughs> single and it, there's like... nothing uh, or uh, there's little that enrages me more than diehard feminists who are judgmental about women who choose to live a traditional lifestyle. Well, it's not that, but I mean like imagine giving up your opportunity to have children and a husband so that your job, your career could be to fight YouTube hate. It's like your whole life is, is just so pointless. To so no pointless, effect. Right? I mean, she's, I guess YouTube has capitulated on the recommendation type thing, but. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Is, is um, she, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Has she really. She's just, like average looking. She could, you know, get somebody stupid to put a baby in her. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Trust me, I've seen plenty of women. I've seen plenty of pregnant women. Uh. Like, I, like I've said before, you see them, God, the, how do I want to phrase this? I've said it before. It sounds really mean, but you've seen certain pregnant women where you think, really? Yeah. Tess Holliday had a baby right. with a normal looking guy. All I'm right. pretty sure Becca Lewis, all she needs to do is like learn how to make a pie, give a BJ, and then keep her <laughs> mouth shut for like an hour at a time. And, and she'll be in business. All right. Tanner, you're up next. As, uh, I have Hi, some Tanner. surprise cringe for blondes today. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, I'll just go as quick as I can. It's a little long, so I'll be quick. The, there's a subreddit called Am I the Asshole where people post and ask if they're the asshole. Um, mm -hmm. So this woman posted, blonde, blonde can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, she said, my mother-in-law has made a, a small family quilt for all of her kids and their spouses. The quilt is really cute, has the couple's names, their kids' names, and their favorite hobbies and things all done in stitching and cute little cloth pictures. I was really looking forward to getting ours because I love homemade kitschy stuff like that at our home. Uh, she recently finished her latest one for my husband's brother, and I thought we were getting ours soon. I asked my sister-in-law, and she very awkwardly informed me that no such quilt would be coming our way. I was a bit upset and asked my husband to investigate. Turns out my mother-in-law has no intention of making a quilt for us because there's not enough to put on all the squares or whatever. Basically meaning since we don't have kids, we don't deserve a quilt because she can't be bothered. Mm. I messaged her directly about it. My mother-in-law says her fingers hurt after the first four quilts and she's taking a break. I ask her if it has anything to do with, uh, with the fact that we have no kids. And she says, not, she says no, even though I know it's a lie. I push her more and ask her when she thinks the quilt will be done after her little break in quotes. And she kind of loses her temper and says there's no quilt and there will never be, there will never be a quilt. She says she's only interested in making quilts for her grandkids and things on them. And we don't have enough hobbies and kids' hobbies to fill up a whole quilt. I tell her we have two beautiful dogs whom we love and could be put on there. And she says, I'm not making a quilt. I'm not making a whole quilt for a couple of goddamn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, hang up and, I hang up and tell my husband and he's 100% on my side. Uh, but now I got a really mean voice message from my sister-in-law telling me I crossed the line. I'm acting like a huge bitch for no reason. I'm shocked because I have a great relationship with my sister-in-law. She always defended me. Am I the asshole? Yeah, that was it. I just wanted Blonde to hear that. Oh, man. I mean, that's tough. It depends on if they're having fertility problems or not. Because if they can't like have a, kids, well, then 
I'd say that the mother-in-law I, I, I cut it for time. Yeah. Yeah, I cut it for time, and she's like very clearly like, a, "We don't need kids. We have fur babies." Type of. Oh type no! Of then person. she's the asshole. So, yeah. Yeah, I love the grandma's response on that one. It was pretty yeah, nice, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think. You All can, right, thanks, you guys. Have a good one. Thank you, man. Yeah, I don't uh, think you can uh, ex- expect or force grandma in that situation. When he said my fingers hurt, or that was the excuse, that just reminded me of the Happy Gilmore scene. Remember that? She's. Have you not seen that movie? Is that one you've never seen? Is that the golf one? Yeah, yeah. But his grandma's in the nursing home, and it's Ben Stiller, who's like the, who's the the secretly uh, mean guy who runs the nursing home, and he has them all like doing slave labor, making quilts. None of this. My sounds fingers familiar. hurt. Oh, your fingers hurt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, next up is uh, Fawn Boy. So we'll see what Fawn Boy has to say. Always something interesting. That's for sure. I- Fun boy, what's up? I'm back. Um, I don't know. I was just going to talk to you about uh, the reflection you want your community to look like to the outside, basically. Uh, as in, do I have, like, are you asking me if I have a goal for that or something? Yeah, because I think you mentioned a while back, I don't know if this is still your view, but like something, doing something in politics for you would be like favorable? Possibly. No. No, no never? I've, I've never said that. And I know I have zero desire to go into politics. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, uh, okay. Then in general, you couldn't if you wanted your... to, just because of this podcast, it's, it's over. For True. You. That's actually what I was going to bring up. I was just going to say, like, I don't think your community accurately reflects your views personally. I think your community is, you've harbored a bunch of people that you vehemently disagree with. Yeah. Um, good. And I, I don't think that's necessarily good because you keep them here. I don't think that looks good to an outsider. Would you don't agree care. with that? What you are we supposed with... to do? Ban a bunch of people? Yeah, I, I stand up for I stand up for people to voice their perspective freely, not for optics to the outside. Can you be more specific about what kind of person to which you're referring? Well, we could talk about Kevin. I don't know. <laughs> we could talk about a lot of people. So is I this should... about Kevin or is this about anti Well, there's a lot of people other than Kevin. It's just Kevin's on the most. There's other people who have the same views. So I should police their views to pursue a good appearance to some outside observer? I think it reflects poorly on you. How does it reflect poorly on me? Because if, if anybody that, it reflects poorly on me, <laughs> it, 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 you think my character is is uh, damaged by these people? Yeah, it's your community, right? These are the people that it's, you entice. That I entice, really? Yeah, these are the people. So I, I'm responsible content, right? for them. Uh, yeah, you are. You're responsible for what your community does. Come on, right? man. Really? You don't agree with that? It's like. No, I thousands don't agree with that at all. Thousands of like people they take, who, I, who are anonymous. I have no idea who these yeah, like people I, are. Like they take direction from me. Half of them disagree with me strongly. Half of them think that I'm a terrible cuck. You know, That's I get the beauty of the show. Time. Half the comments are, blonde, Matt sucks, get a new co-host. And the other half are, Matt, blonde sucks, get a new co-host. Uh, is, is, your, is your opinion that they are immoral people on account of their opinions? Oh yeah, that that's absolutely possible. That's not what I'm referring to, though. I'm just I if we disagree on whether or not we're responsible for the message you put out to the community, though. Well, I mean, <laughs> you have advocated hormone therapy for children. On oh, the is show. this the same dude? I mean, it, you don't and, remember and, me? I'm offended. <laughs> what the fuck? And, and I'm supposed to take a moral lecture about <laughs> listening to other people's opinions? Really? Oh, I that's such li- self-righteous listen- horseshit. Oh my I just, god, this is I hilarious. I just listen to doctors. I don't. I don't know where you who you listen to. 
I don't know. Personally, I mean, if, if, our community, if our community like, has offended you, then I, I think that we're probably... Uh, so, but by your not? reasoning, I'm responsible for your commentary, right? I enticed it. To my commentary? Yeah, I enticed it. I didn't shout it down. I hosted it. If you don't put 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 up a fight, yeah, sure. But it seems like yeah, whenever so that was, that was Evan immoral. comes on, you just kind of let him talk, right? Kind of like how I let you talk. No, but you challenge my no, opinion. but you don't really uh, challenge uh, anything uh, he says. I've, what are you talking about? I I went back and forth with Kevin for like ten minutes, like a month ago. Remember that blonde? Yeah, and we got to end this call. But to be fair, like I find it so, so much more offensive to give hormone therapy to children or to advocate that than anything yeah. Kevin has ever said. You find, I find that you find so much more offensive. Those feelings, let me know, okay? Oh my yeah, okay, God, too. you must be joking. <laughs> I know, you're a fantastic person. We all bow before your moral yeah. righteousness. I wish I could be as good as you. Thanks, man. And destroying the next generation of children with hormone therapy. It's you unbelievable, man. Monstrous piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of thing that, that actually really bothers me. It's like, listen, dude, I disagree with about everything you say. Just like I disagree with a lot, if not everything, of what Kevin says. But I will not be morally lectured for hosting either one of you. That's the whole point. So for him to come here, for him to come on here and say that it's horribly wrong for me to talk to people like Kevin, but it's morally righteous to talk to people like him. Uh, I'm sorry. That, that's absurd. And, uh, but you're giving them a platform, yeah, Matt. Yeah. You're giving hate a platform. <laughs> I'm also giving, oh giving medical quackery about changing the gender of children a platform. Yeah. What a pussy. Mm. Okay, next. <laughs> uh, Red Falcor is up next. Red Falcor, you're good to go. Hello, Matt and Blonde, the Colin show. Hi. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, I messed that up. I was I was going to use the the actual title of your show, but I was thinking about how much uh, Fawn Boy was making me mad, and it yeah. was distracting me. And I know yeah. that all the comments now are go, 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 going to be like, "Oh no, he should sing or rap. He should not keep talking." I'm gonna do tune out for five minutes or however yeah. long it is that they're going to say. Uh, but as you uh, have uh, have already observed, uh, singing everything I say, say is not terribly practical, but the ch ch chat kept requesting it, and so I wanted to tr 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 try it out just a bit. I'm going to set my own timer by the way but you're welcome to time me as as well blonde i can see see you looking down at something even though oh, no. a delay. <laughs> uh anyway um it's a st st staggering to me j just to go off of what fawn boy was saying uh his re references uh, doctors in quotes, as if all the doctors agree on this topic. And as if, and as if you can do, as if you can do uh, academic research, medical research in this field without heavy political censorship forces. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. It, this is the same issue that you run into with a lot of, um, a lot of study of, say, gay adoption and that sort of thing. And I'm not going to say that I, on all these things, I want what's best for the children. I'm open to what data say. I'm open to what study says. 
Mm-hmm. However, we can't pretend that there's unanimity on this. I don't like that, that standard. Is, best for the I, children. They'll just use that to redefine what best for the children is by saying it's like childhood happiness or some horse shit. It is subject Adult to pol- outcomes. It is subject to political influence for sure. But I think yeah. that we have to go with what's best for kids in all of those situations. But the thing is, in the medical sphere, and I'm, I'm, I'm referencing that with the, the adoption thing. In the medical sphere, best for child is a judgment made by whom? The parent. It's not made by society. It's not enforced by a doctor. It's made by the parent. That's the parent's role. Uh, right. Yeah, I don't want parents deciding to do this either. There are so it's like it's like the state intervening. You want your child to get a full back tattoo or something like that because like they would be happier. No, like there are some things that parents should not be allowed to do to their kids. Yeah, there's a question of what is uh, that's what we would call child abuse. There is a line. There is a threshold at which uh, modifying your child's body becomes abuse. For example, that has to be a thing. Any body modification is child abuse. Well, what about, say, ear piercing? Yeah. Child abuse? Criminal? Yeah. I saw this little girl, this, like, two-year-old girl getting her ears pierced at the mall a few weeks ago, and she was freaking out. Why? Why are you getting your two-year-old kid's ear pierced, you irresponsible douchebag parents? Fair question, but I don't know that I... I don't know if those parents parents should be prosecuted. It's child abuse, though. Uh, Yeah, but I guess the question is, at what point should the state intervene? That's what we were... Hormone therapy, physical abuse, things like that. Red Falcor, you wanna you want a last word on these topics? Yeah, I mean, if you're you know if you're if you're trying to develop a universal st- standard for for how parents have to treat treat treat, treat their kids, I'm actually with bl- blonde on this one because anything that permanently alters your child. Uh, in in my it it seems to me should should not be permitted. And yeah. you know mm-hmm. when the ch- ch- child oh. turns turns eighteen, if they if they if they want to have their ears pierced, okay, great, uh, sure. I, um, I suppose, and you're only talking in the cosmetic world. Certainly, there are permanent alterations that are medically necessary. Mm-hmm. But then again, we I mean, then we get into a question of what is medical necessity. Right, that gets difficult too. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're if you're talking about you know the ch- ch- child will you know commit su- su- suicide if they don't have the surgery, which is what is alter, which is what is argued in the tra- tra- trans context, then uh, you need to say, well, have we ex- exhausted every other uh, s- s- psychological treatment? for the child and you know that kind of surgery becomes uh critical to right right i'm gonna get last word in this call because i'm selfish um (laughs) so i mean even uh the suicide standard i think is an illegitimate measure by which we should be distributing hormone therapy uh because i think that it's societal problem that children with gender dysphoria are getting such poor treatment for their mental health issue the societal messaging is so bad that that results in them being suicidal even though i reject the premise that um it increases that gender dysphoria and not getting hormone therapy is increasing suicidality amongst youths mm-hmm. like i think that whole thing is horseshit i think most people grow out of it 80 percent of people grow out of it um right. and i think it's the gender dysphoria and the way we're treating that mental health issue 
that is causal with the suicidality. Right. Thanks for calling. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Have, have a good night. Caesar, you smell so bad. How does a tiny dog smell so bad? Uh, Wrangle Frangle's up next. It smells so bad, like Fritos and urine. At least he's being quiet, mostly. Yeah. Wrangle Frangle, you're good to go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, not much. Living the dream. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Look, you've seen Happy Gilmore, obviously. Now you just need to watch Waterboy, and you've seen the quintessential Adam Sandler movies. Uh, I would rank Billy Madison over Waterboy. I actually am not a big Waterboy fan. It was okay. Oh, well, I'm from Louisiana, so I loved it. I, I got suppose. a lot of the references. I really, I've ha- heard worst movie of all time. Oh, God, no. It's kind it's of phenomenal. annoying. It, 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 do, it does get kind of annoying to me. I loved it, though. But I, would one, ra- I would rank Happy Gilmore number one in Adam Sandler movies. Okay. Oh, okay. Hmm. But I want to talk about uh, Richmond. And uh, yeah. the boogaloo that didn't happen. I, I yeah. can't believe how well the thing went, man. I was shocked. I know. Yeah. I was yeah. kind of disappointed, though. I'm, it's like I said on, in Laurel's chat. I'm tired of playing polite and then catching the Dale Gribble pocket sand in my face for it. This is hmm. horseshit. This has got to end this at some ha. point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. How do you, how do you stop this? legislature from passing these laws if they're not going to you know follow constitutional uh laws you got to win at the ballot box unfortunately until they're actually showing up at your door to take your property at which point i think you're justified in in uh defending yourself and i know Mm. i know that um, is there going to be a vote in time to stop this i don't know but but i think that you have to rely on your political uh you have to rely on political resolution until they are actually uh, violating your rights, in this case, seizing your property, which which could happen. I mean, it could happen in Virginia. Confiscation could be on the table. I don't know. But uh, I've seen it at least discussed. I think the thing, like in this case, I understand the frustration because you don't see immediate gratification. You don't see like Ralph Northam be like, my, my, what a crowd. I guess I'll back off and stop doing this. And actually, I'm going to resign tomorrow and that'd be great. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, like, the minds that change as a result of seeing that these people aren't crazy and actually they're extremely well-behaved and they're funny and they have good points. It's that sort of thing that creeps over time. Like that sort of influence does matter over time. And I do think there will be some minds that might not be changed right now, but some people who might look at the issue of guns and self-defense and all of this a little bit differently going forward. It start You start thinking about it in a little bit different context because you can see that all these people were just lied about. They were smeared, they were lied about, it was BS, it wasn't true. And you start realizing that everything you're being presented is kind of trash. Um, So that's my my optimism on it, but maybe that's not enough. We got to wrap it up. You have any final thoughts on it? Yeah, go for it. Well, I did want to kind of ask Matt if there was any guns that he saw besides the Barretts that he (laughs) saw people carrying that he liked. I wasn't actually really observing people's guns that much. I mostly just saw people with like ARs and AKs. I didn't see any anything super fancy. Did you see anything that was uh, really unusual? No, I kind of watched a little bit of the footage, but kind of like you, I saw the the Barretts and I was like, oh, yes. But okay, so I don't have a gun of the week, but I do have a vehicle of the week if y'all want to check it out. If I Google anything, my computer is going to explode. So mine might be able to do it. Let's go. 
Okay. So go to Google and type in SDKFZ2. <laughs> what is this, like a tank motorcycle? Pretty much. It's a German half-track with a motorcycle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. How much did they actually use this? Oh, probably not a whole lot. I really don't know all history on it. I was just trying to... I'd seen that uh, Ian from Forgotten Weapons did a video on it, and I still haven't oh, watched sure. it yet, but I'm, I'm going to have to jump in it as soon says as it this is done. It could easily motor through mud, snow, sand, and rocky terrain. So pretty much Ooh, any kind of like off-road... Any kind of off-road uh, terrain whatsoever mm-hmm. would uh, mm-hmm. would work. Wow, that'd be fun. Uh, I wonder yeah, how many of these are still in existence. Uh, probably not many. I mean, mm. come on. It's the Germans. We bombed a lot of them. Yeah. Oh. Bomber. All right, guys. Cool engineering, Stay- though. Yeah, yeah. Stay strapped to get clapped, all right? <laughs> I guess so. Thanks, man. Oh, movie recommendation. I couldn't believe I liked it because it was made by that hack that made American Beauty, which is a just a pile of garbage. Hmm. 1917. I, I really enjoyed it. You did go see it. We were going to go see it, but I haven't yet. I did. I liked it. I mean, it was filled with like a pretty high level of baseline anti-German propaganda, which I expected because, hmm. you know, Sam Mendes. But mostly it was just this like a, a trench story of, of two men. And I like those character stories. So, yeah, I uh, we might go check it out this weekend. I want to see it. So we'll see. Yeah, I liked it. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Cass is not ATF. Do you have any uh, any any musings from Richmond? Well, I was actually going to talk about that, but uh, Raggle Fraggle beat me to it, unfortunately. Sure. I mean, uh, I, lots of the whole thing was a fascinating news story. So talk about. I it I will if you want say, to. Out, outside of my bit, I, I I do think it was really amazing that you know so many people turned out and it went so well, and you know. Um, since he already talked about, the, you know, basically what I wanted to talk about, I was going to throw out um, my backup plan. Just uh, some food for thought here on the National Firearms Act. Mm. Um, so it, for people that don't know the history, the National Firearms Act um, passed in 1934, uh, laid out certain restrictions on how long a ba- rifle barrel can be and how long a shotgun barrel can be. And if something is beneath, if a rifle has a barrel 16 inches or shorter, you have to pay a $200 tax stamp and get special background checks and things like that. Um, I just wanted to throw out some thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically, uh, United States v. Miller, which was a case in 1939 challenging the uh, restriction on shotguns, um, which was the, the Supreme Court basically upheld the National Firearms Act saying that shotguns with a barrel 18 inches or shorter weren't in common military use that they had no military value and therefore civilians didn't need them either, you know, under the premise that the militia didn't include the civilians, you know, when they talk about a well-regulated militia in the second amendment. And that was part of the reasoning behind DCV Heller stating that uh, the second amendment grants an individual right to bear arms. Um, So my thoughts on this, just what I was going to throw out there, uh, the law, as it pertains to rifle barrels, is 16 inches is your minimum. Anything beneath 16 inches is a short-barreled rifle, which has restrictions. But the standard rifle used by the U.S. military right now, or specifically the Army, the M4 carbine, has a barrel length of 14 and a half inches. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'd be curious to see if anyone could argue that because it's now something that is in common military use, that it therefore is something civilians should be allowed unfettered access to. Hmm. I mean, the same goes for select fire too. I, 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 I mean, the whole NFA uh, in general, really. 
Uh, absolutely. I just I think it's one of those things that has to be taken apart piece by piece like that. I don't know hmm. that we'd ever be able to get a sweeping NFA repeal. Oh man, that'd but, be a dream, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, tell me about it. But yeah, you know, I just you know, is it possible? I I don't know. Uh, maybe if things, I, I feel like there's more and more support for the Second Amendment every year. So you know, maybe someday. Yeah, and I wish uh, I I did not understand just how arbitrary and silly the NFA is until I kind of got into this. I think people who aren't necessarily in gun culture or don't don't um, build their own or buy their own firearms very frequently understand how silly these rules are that he's describing. Like. Oh, yeah. you know, you want to go buy an AR, but it better not have a 15.5 inch barrel or else you'll face 10 years in prison. 16 is just fine. Why? Is there any difference in how effective it could be used in crime? Of course not. It's functionally the same weapon. Um, and, it, and, you know, it's same, same goes for all sorts of restrictions within um, the whole, and we talk about automatic weapons, talk about suppressors. There's no evidence that any of these things are inherently more, um, useful in a crime i think we've had what like three crimes committed in u.s history with automatic weapons ever really yeah they they bitch about that uh, that guy at the richmond rally with his uh with his 50 caliber rifle i saw somebody i don't know if the research is accurate but he was saying there's been something like 10 crimes with uh with that particular cartridge since it oh, was invented yeah. that guy with the 50 cal is my spirit animal <laughs> yeah i mean and people were making <laughs> fun of him they're like look at this larper and it's like well I mean, he owns a gun range and that's kind of the point, like kind of the point is a little bit of the show. Like it's just a freedom fest. It's just look how kind of silly this is, but yeah. that's my freedom. God damn it. And I don't care what you say. That's why it's fun. Is it sort of silly? Yeah, but that's the point. You know, that's America. That's why yeah. it was such a cool sight to see. All right. I think Blonde was saying we need to wrap it up. So yeah, like, last word last if you want word to. In real, okay. Yeah, uh, I did want to say on the subject of Kevin's black kid, he did say he got cucked in the uh, pictures chat on the Discord for anyone that wants to check that out. <laughs> we'll have to see what he's already out of here. We'll have to see what Kevin has to say. I'm kind of disappointed that MCNN, the news network in my name, did, they ran the story without asking Kevin for comment. That's uh, That's not great journalistic integrity, but, you know, we'll go with it. Thomasine. Oh, yeah, we are due for a break. Thanks for reminding me. Thomasine's up after the break. All right, Yukon Don, a huge tip of the hat to the thousands of people who showed up in Virginia and made all the gun owners look good. An equal hat tip to Laurel, who had the courage to go out there and record everything. Also, That's I noticed right. Laurel reads out people's comments without charging an exorbitant amount of money to do so. <laughs> hmm. She's a better person than I am. I suppose. I we'll see if Laurel can maintain her standard when she reach, when she makes it. When she makes it big, not that not that we are or have not. I'm just saying. We'll see how long Laurel can can maintain. You made it sound was, real douchey there. Well, you know that's why it's the Wednesday show. Yeah. And I was in Laurel's chat. I was hanging out watching her stream. Um, that, yeah, that didn't come out right. That's not what I meant to say. I'm saying it's a difficult big standard. time, Matt Christensen. That's, what is, uh, is that? What they said about you? I'm, I, I totally, I totally botched that. But who were those people? What are their names? Oh, uh, Monday Matt. Revenge Bros. of the. Revenge of the Sis. They called oh. me Big Brain. <laughs> no, uh, Laurel's great at managing her community, and you know we do the best that that we can to do that as well. So, uh, so yeah, I was watching her stream on Monday, and she did a great job, and I'm thankful that she went out there. Yeah, uh, Big LC. I bet the guy that screamed at Matt about gun control cried himself to sleep when the Virginia rally didn't end in a bloodbath. Yeah, probably. Who knows? Um, He's, we still don't know where he is. Is he in Australia? Is he in the UK? Is he in 
New Zealand, who knows? I actually think he was British, probably. Hmm. Kevin Flanagan, our favorite Kevin Flanagan, with whom we agree about everything. Just I'm happy to platform. In fact, I inspired every <laughs> belief that he holds. And we, <laughs> yeah, we're in full agreement all the time. Kevin Flanagan. Matt radicalized me. I was in a member. I was a member of Antifa and the DSA until Matt turned me into a radical. Hail Christensen. Thank you. I'm glad Hail we got the story the story here. straight. Did you know that Kevin Flanagan was politically apathetic until he found this show? Really? Unbelievable. He just yeah. He just didn't have a he didn't have a strong opinion one way or another. And now, you know, now he's thinking up creative ways to gas people and things on a weekly basis. Isn't that what you do with your free time? Uh, um, no, not yet. At least I'm not there. I'm not radical. I haven't you don't uh, build gone gas chamber dioramas. I haven't gone time. through Becca Lewis's Nazi spider web enough times yet. Yeah, really. Uh, truculent Phillips, uh, rest in peace, Virginia narratives. Hello. Zero coverage of the success. It was, I know, right? Uh, yeah, they already moved on Tuesday morning. It, it was basically not mentioned at all. Um, Scooter Remus. I went to Lobby Day in Virginia, even went into the Freedom Cage. It was like being at a rally crowd, a really crowded gun range, except no shooting. Nicest group of people I've ever met. Four of five stars subtracted a star mm. because it was balls cold. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was like a big nothing. This was our prediction, though. It was going to be Charlottesville or nothing. I guess I was I was very worried on Sunday. And I could not, and I thought for sure, like there's going to be one jackass who just shoves a guy or starts some shit and, it, and it's going to, it's going to go poorly after that. Not one person. I'm, I'm astounded by that. Given the crowd, everyone was so well behaved. Good for them. The infamous Bertman says Bertman. Hey guys, um, remember when net neutrality was going to inspire the next citizens uprising. Then after it was repealed, nobody cared or discussed it ever again. A lot of things are like that. Yeah. Uh, that's how Syria went and Iran. Uh, the omnibus bill was like that. Um, the FISA warrant. Which probably shouldn't be. I mean, and the FISA warrant probably shouldn't be either. Those are, you those know, he, are just, legitimately... he recently signed a third omnibus. I know. And that's terrible. After no saying, wall funding. After saying that so he wouldn't pissed. do it again. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I can't tell if he's lazy or if he's just stupid. <laughs> the, the tax relief is great and the economy yeah. is great. But we do as a country need to get serious about uh, balancing the budget, about paying off this ridiculous debt. This is this uh, was this the is... time. I mean, how much longer do we have before, yeah. you know, it... I get it. You can only do so many things. But yeah, I, I do think it's fair to say how serious are we about taking these problems. And it's fair to remind everyone you did have two years of a Republican controlled Congress too. Right. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Yeah. Um, Laurel says the best part of the rally was Matt came into my chat. Uh, that was really awesome. Overall assessment of the rally. No boogaloo today, boogaloo tomorrow, but not today. Mm. And thanks again, uh, Laurel for, for going down there. And if people, uh, she does have some of her, the, the highlights of her stream on her channel too. I think she was out on the streets for something like three or four hours. Oh, wow. And then Hope she's got, bundled um, up. Yeah, she's got, you know, five, ten minutes of some highlights on her channel, too, if you want to check those out. Uh, Shauna Thornton, Blonde Devil's Advocate, Cochlear Implants for Deaf Kids. Is that child abuse? Clearly not, because you need your hearing and you're correcting a very serious medical deficiency. It's like if you have a child born with like a like a deformed hand and you can get some kind of revisionist surgery that's going to improve their quality of life and the usability of their hand. Like, of course that's not child abuse. 
uh, none of this gender shit qualifies. None of it. Like They're gonna try to make that case though. They try to make the case that that's that gender, um, whatever you want to call it, transgenderism, gender dysphoria, that that's the same thing as the hearing uh, complication. What other mental illness translates directly into extreme medical intervention in the same way? That's so fucking stupid. That you start amputating body parts, amps absent like serious infection or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's just it's crazy town. Um. I really have to go to the bathroom, but we are good over here. Okay. I will uh, catch up on uh, Streamlabs and DLive for just a minute or two. Then we'll get back into the calls. Um, Phil says, if these left-wingers keep calling in and trashing Matt, they they may end up doing what Blonde or Kevin have been unable to do thus far and radicalize a Scandinavian. (laughs) Well, here's hoping. Um, Yeah, that's that's definitely possible. Um, But yeah, it does bug me. It does, you know, it's like I, I... want to have a place where uh, views, uh, even hugely unpopular views, are able to be expressed. And the idea that I have some moral responsibility for those who say the wrong thing, or that I am responsible for every single opinion on the Discord server, which as we've seen, ranges from legitimately actual national socialists to legitimate communists who want to pump the male boys full of estrogen, the idea that I have personal responsibility for every single one of those opinions. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to police every opinion that's posted in the comment section and the chat and the Discord server? I guess I won't make a single video ever again. That's a full-time job for multiple people to do that sort of uh, scrutinizing. So thank you, Phil. Uh, and Phil also says, trust the plan wears thin when you are watching your nation destroyed by the invasion. No politician is going to bat for heritage Americans, at least not effectively. We are a population marked for destruction by our supposed leaders. Um, yeah. And I think, well, to the point we we're just talking about with, uh, with, you know, getting serious about some of the, the promises that have not been kept. Um, certainly the immigration issue remains to be solved or at least significantly addressed. Thanks, Phil. And over on DLive, uh, um, Deucebag says, here's uh, some grabble for your babble. Thank you much. And uh, Deucebag also says, a lot of your followers are bots built to tarnish the community. I mean, I, I, yeah, who, there might be plants. I don't know. Is Fondboy a plant? Maybe. <laughs> made, to, made to make us look bad or something like that. Uh is Kevin Flanagan a plant? I think Kevin Flanagan. Uh, no, that's the Kevin Flanagan works for the CIA or Mossad, one of the two. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Flanagan is legitimately a government employee, though. That's all. I don't know. I, I don't well, even know, don't know where. Know if that's true. I mean, that's the claim. Anything. That's the claim. I have no idea where, but that's the that's the claim. All right, we're uh, we're good to get back into the calls. And Thomas Thomas Dean is up next. Hmm. Let me get my timer. Hold on. Thomas Dean, you're good to go if you're ready. Get that mic unmuted. I'll let you hang out. Uh-oh. Oh, there you go. What's on your mind? Okay. Um. So, I was going to talk about something else, but I forgot what it was. So, um, earlier I saw that Tim Pool tweeted out an image of a bill that just passed, or, or it didn't pass, but it's a House bill in Virginia. Um says, if any person with the intent to coerce, intimidate, or harass any person shall use a computer or computer network to communicate obscene, vulgar, profane, lewd, levicious, or indecent language, or make any suggestion or proposal Mm. of an obscene nature, 
or threaten any legal or moral act, he is guilty of a class one misdemeanor. <laughs> so that is some very loose language. That's yeah. troublesome. What does that even yeah. mean? I think it's, um, that, I mean, uh, that's the problem. Trouble is like, yeah. you don't know. There's a lot of things that sounds like a lot of subjective nonsense to me. I mean, that's not any person who threatens criminality. That's any person who says something obscene. I mean, what is obscenity in that con we're talking just, well, I suppose that could be used for what photographs, video, that sort of thing too. So maybe it's not just verbal obscenity. Maybe it's, you know, something that's graphic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, uh, so what was Tim saying about it? He said, what the fuck is an immoral act? Oh, sorry. I'm swearing. <laughs> he said, hello, uh, what the fuck, Virginia? <laughs> so you can't, what you, the law says, what about immoral acts? Like describing them, threatening them? What, what does it say? I just, um, I guess an immoral act is like the harassment by computer. That's what, that's the section of the bill. This is. <laughs> okay. So it's your a, video sucks. Your, your stream sucks. Is that obscenity, <laughs> vulgarity? I don't know. Yeah. And a violation of this section may be prosecuted in the jurisdiction of which the communication was made or received or in the city of Richmond. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe yeah. the Virginia general assembly is just going for the, uh, the whole unconstitutional package all in, all in yeah. one. Who knows? Yeah. Exactly. Just going for broke. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, yeah, yesterday or Monday, there was like the rally for the second amendment. And then today, mm-hmm. You see this. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think that's coincidental. You know, as my path on, on guns and the Second Amendment has um, has really changed, or, you know, my perspective has changed a lot in the last five years, a lot of that, too, is just seeing how these things are necessarily linked. If you okay. think that you're keeping your free speech rights after they erode your Second Amendment and self-defense right, you're not. They're coming for those. They're coming for those immediately after you're unable to defend yourself. 100%, no doubt. Yeah. We gotta wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> All right, Last word have a good you... night. Oh, sure. Have a good night. Bye. My timer is having issues. I'm sorry. Orwell's ghost is up next. Orwell's ghost, you're good to go. Hey guys. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, it's kind of the zeitgeist of what's going around with the uh, with the Virginia rally. My uh, hmm. my friend drove up to he drove up to visit me, and he said uh, he he he. With the intent, he came up from Texas and went down and visited. He went down and went to the uh, went to the rally. And I did you really go as well, go. or just him? No, I I, okay. I wanted to, but I'm still active duty, so I was like, eh, mm-hmm. not gonna try and be some viral video or something like that. Sure. So yeah. Um, but uh, what, one of the things that I wanted to talk about that a lot of people really don't often consider uh, with respect to um, the the Second Amendment is is the fact that the the power of our military has never been a large standing army never has been the power of our military has always been the navy and by extension mm. now the air force um, that has been the the massive defense apparatus of uh, the of the US government and of the US military and if you go back to some of the things that a lot of the founders were concerned about, uh, and then a little bit later on during the War of 1812, they were always really concerned about the large standing army and the defabrication it would do to the local communities where the troops were encamped. 
Um, Andrew Jackson talked about this during the War of 1812. I was reading some of his memoirs the other day. And one of the things that he was always concerned about was kind of the degeneracy that would eventually come from kind of the idleness of troops not warring. Um, and and it was it was it's always a constant concern. I mean, I can speak to this. I'm sure Blonde's husband can speak to this. When you are just sitting idle, towns like Jacksonville, North Carolina, Oceanside, California, and you know, like Clarksville, Tennessee, and Fort Hood, Texas, they get, you know, eventually it will come out into the community. Yeah. Oh, let me just cancel this. Sorry. Lose you guys? Oh, no, no. I think uh, Blonde's alarm just went off or something. Sorry. No, it's my timer. Oh, oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. The, your, your timer thing. Uh, all right. Well, um, okay. So, and what did, your, what did your friend have to say about the rally? Uh, he said, so, and that's another thing that's, that nobody's saying. There, he said he, what he saw was what the news reported, which was about 20,000 or so. Um, mm-hmm. 20, 25,000 or so people. The thing that I don't think they're talking about is how many more people were actually there in kind of the surrounding areas mm-hmm. um, to kind of, you know, kind of the residual people who came to kind of not only see the spectacle, spectacle, excuse me, but also beyond the uh, uh, also just to participate in, in, in this, uh, this event. So, and I'm, I'm getting one of the things he and I talked about, was I'm getting kind of sick of these, you know, fucking lunatics talking about, you know, like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez and Ta-Nehisi Coates, who I've decided is my blood rival in life. You God, know, that interview is something else, man. That is 100 per- In addition to the gun talk, it's just communist nonsense. The single, he is the single, like, greatest influential Marxist of, of the millennial generation, I really believe. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, because he's, he's kind of pulling the strings in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, appreciate the call, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks guys. I'll see you next week. Bye. Yep. Have a good night. Yeah. If people yep. didn't hear this, uh, AOC and Ta-Nehisi Coates, this, <laughs> the AOC talked about this rally and how there weren't any police officers there when there were, and there wasn't any criminality anyway, but a lot of this was, she gave this whole spiel about how she literally said straight up. Nobody can make a billion dollars. You can only take a billion dollars. That is she, crazy. She only believes that wealth is achievable through theft. Meanwhile, and, and she, she, so she, she lectures all these people who have wealth because they've created something that society values. Meanwhile, she sits there and the source of her wealth is legitimately taking. It, it is yeah. legitimately theft. Uh, and she, it's, it's, astounding to listen to and terrifying when you realize that this is one of the people in charge of writing federal law. Thank God she's one of, you know, five, 538 or whatever. She's not the king or the queen. That's all. That's all that yeah. matters in that context. But it's a scary interview when you realize that these um, straight up communist viewpoint is, is becoming potentially more uh, popular. Let's see. Uh, f- 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 fact off GGL is this yeah. name. All right. But Mr. F. Oh, there we go. I, I, could, I didn't see it first. I found you. Oh. Fact Hello? off. You're, yeah, you're good to go. What's on your mind? Oh, hey. How's it going, guys? Oh, crap. I, uh, sorry. I, I, this is my first time calling. Sure. I'm very excited. I'm very happy. Yeah. I'm here to talk to Blanc primarily. 
Uh, so oh. Matt, you, right. can sit, I'll, you can sit back. I'll shut the hell up. <laughs> but I, I almost, I almost got, I almost cucked because I was so, uh, I was like looking at my name and the thing, and I was scared. I was like, oh my god, it's gonna come up, it's gonna come up, it's gonna oh, come no. up, and then I kind of forgot. But then it popped up, and now I'm talking, and then I'm kind of freaking out. I even wrote notes because I'm a little nervous. No, oh, uh, don't be nervous. But, it's okay. But but I'm primarily here to talk about just how absolutely unbelievably beautiful blonde is. Oh, oh. my gosh. All oh, right, here comes the crime fest. I am going to get in trouble. But Blonde, absolutely love you. Matt, you're awesome too. Uh, I'm here I'm here primarily because of you, because of your political thing. I know Blonde goes a little crazy, but um, <laughs> That's her <laughs> But bad, what drove me what drove me here was Blonde and and I'm, I'm gonna get i'm gonna get trash on the calling uh waiting room everybody's gonna be like oh what are you doing you cocking whatever anyways that's another point um okay i'm here to talk about how beautiful blonde is um also i love your um your uh art videos like the, oh you're thank like you so only, much uh, i went to this uh um, let me not say too much information that, that will get me in trouble but i'm not a waste of two minutes flirting with you but wait wait just a second um Oh, I went to uh, 20 seconds. Cool. You got 20 oh, minutes. <laughs> oh, no, no. As, as long as you want. Oh, Talk about circumcision no, no. a little bit and yeah. you'll buy yourself oh, all dude, the time. So, so also, see, this is why I love Blonde so much because she's like the only one that agrees with me on circumcision. Hmm. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. there's, well, anyways, um, um, crap. What the hell was I going to talk about? I love your art videos. They're awesome. Thanks. They're Thanks. Uh, amazing. You need to make more. Um, um, what else? Uh, uh, you're very beautiful. I love your smile <laughs> and your laugh. Even the best evil call one, today. All right, things. more of this. More of this. Um, uh, and what else? And, and tell your husband not to uh, go hunt me or whatever. So. <laughs> not wow. to hunt you. I'm pretty sure he doesn't know this exists. Every Wednesday I do the show, and he's like, "What are you doing? What are you up to tonight?" Oh, like, is that every been going on? <laughs> Wednesday for four years, I've been doing the show. God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we got to okay. give you the boot. But thank you. I know, so. A pregnant lady appreciates a boost in confidence because yeah. I'm oh getting my God, pretty it kills me fat. Pregnant. Yeah, I'm pregnant. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Love Thanks you, Matt. Thanks for calling. Too. Not as much Thanks, man. But I love you. Bye. Oh, I, I'll take it. Thank you. Have a good night. Duke of Ohio is up next. Duke of Ohio, you're good to go. Get that mic unmuted. We'll give him a second. Uh, Ovid is up after that. Hey, what up, fam? Hey. Hey. Oh, sorry. I brought Ovid in here, too. Ovid, you just want to hang out for a second, and I'll get to you after Duke. Wipes. All right, cool. Go, go for it, Duke. You're good to go. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I wanted to say that me and Fonboy, it looks like we've settled our differences. Um, you know, like, uh, I asked him when the Red Brown Alliance was going to come into place, and uh, uh -huh. he said that we could agree on getting rid of rich people. But like, he put rich people in three parentheses. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. And like, uh, bankers and landlords, the corporate media, the Israel lobby. Huh. So uh, yeah, it sounds like he and I actually have quite a bit of agreement. How how did I become the puppet master of you both? That's what I would like to know. Uh, I you know I mean scandos tend to have a relatively high IQ despite being colossal cucks. <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> fair enough. I mean I don't see a lot of that in you, but like uh I mean the data say that so sure. but yeah the the there uh there actually is um 
a lot of extremism that I, I kind of want to talk about. Uh, hmm. they, first of all, there's there's a lot of anti-Kevitism in the in your Discord server. <laughs> well, I, I was curious if you wanted to respond to the breaking news. I don't know if that was accurate. You got thirty seconds. <laughs> well, so, so what the, the extremism I'm talking about is there are I I kind of hesitate to call them people, but there are some individuals in here who. Th- Alanis Morissette is a good song, and that's not... Wait, which one? You cut out for me. Which one? Uh, Ironic by Alanis Morissette. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is a good song, and that's pretty disgusting. Which one's the one that's about the full house guy, Uncle Joey? Which song is that? (laughs) You ought to know. Oh, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've been watching the Discord, but I've been railing about that for like 24 hours straight, so... Just about Alanis Morissette? No, I, about that song specifically. Oh, that song being ironic, or you ought to know. Oh, the, uh, you ought to know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like her her talking point for forever was that uh, the guy she's talking about in that is an asshole, mm-hmm. and like if you listen to the lyrics, all it sounds like he did was get over a breakup that they had, and how that makes somebody an asshole, I, I can't imagine, but. Yeah, this is just proof that women should not. Well, nobody should be voting, but women least of all. I'm with you there. All right, we got to let you go, Kevin. Like, yeah. Sorry. All right, right, you know, Sig Heil and all the stuff we agree on. L victory. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but I have to go to the bathroom again. Are you serious? I don't know what to tell you. All right, I'll talk. She she doesn't have to be here for mine, so it's okay. All right, I'll talk to Ovid. What's up, man? Um, I was wondering if it's okay if I address the uh, the audience because I, I wrote something down and I, I never do this. So I'm extra nervous today. Is that okay? <laughs> okay. Well, it's only okay if you uh, say exactly what I tell you to say because that is how this works. I, I am the right. overlord who is responsible for all opinions. All right. Well, I pulled your script up, so I'm ready to read it. Thank you. All right. Uh, hi, my username is Ovid, and I'm 23-year-old white male college dropout living in northwestern New Jersey, near the border to Pennsylvania. I am seeking employment anywhere in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, or really anywhere in the northeast U.S. I am an Eagle Scout. I'm great with computers. I'm an exceptionally hard worker. I have been working for three years as an assistant in HVAC, but I'm currently making $14 per hour full-time, and I'm unable to pay rent and keep up with the $30,000 of student loan debts that I have. Mm. As, as a worker, I am fully dedicated and willing to put in extra effort and come in early and work late. I can do all sorts of jobs that are clean, dirty, physical, intellectual. I am able to drive long distances and relocate if I'm able to afford it on the salary. What I'm asking the beauty and beta community is if you are a business owner looking to hire or know of any job inter- job opportunities that might be suited to me or just any advice someone like myself should do, please message me on Discord or email me at ovidthestrange at gmail. That's O-V-I-D-T-H-E-S-T-R-A-N-G-E at gmail.com. Uh, thanks, Matt and Blonde. And wow. Well, say. now we got uh, now we got potential uh, job recruiting and job uh, hookups on. Uh, oh, nice. Through the show, I I wish I knew. But if you're if you're open to anybody across the country, potentially there uh, might be someone out there listening who would have uh, an opportunity available. So, yeah. Um, I I can't do all the way across the country because I do have a love of my life that I have to stay in the area mm. for. But uh, I can. Well, you you live in a densely populated part of the country, northeast generally. Exactly. So I yeah. figured, uh, hey, there must there's a lot of cool people that watch your um, uh, your show. So I figure 
um, maybe someone will message me. Someone will reach out. Sure. And if people, so any, uh, I can, if people for, you know, are, are having trouble finding you or whatever, they can go through me as well. I can, I can connect people too, just down the line if people are looking for you. All right. Thanks very much, Matt. And yeah, while man, I have, yeah. while I have you here, blonde, um, motherland was great. And it like makes oh, me look forward you. to being a father. Oh, oh cool. that's great. Thank you so much. All right, Thanks. Avid. And, uh, I'll See let you know you. if I hear anything. All right. Bye. Good luck. Okay. Uh, Egrin is up next. Yeah, this constant ping is so annoying. Egrin, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, let me try. All right. Question one. Would you like some pre-advertisement? Pre-advertisement? What does that mean? No, no. Free advertisement. Oh, free advertisement. For what? For for, for you. Uh, I, I guess, sure. Okay, okay. Just why I at least asked. Question two. Uh, would you say stra- strawberry rhubarb or cherry pie? Oh, cherry, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Question three: Do you think we should just have people just do a like a mandatory C-span, uh, like uh, like a week thing where you have to at least watch at least an hour of just the y- your state capital observe it. Watch it. Oh, for I thought an you hour. meant impeachment. I thought you were going to force no, no, people no. to watch impeachment. Oh, so that no, they'll no, vote no. these people out. No, no, I'm talking about just locally, just uh, like a mandatory, like observe your representatives, like, uh, like, hey, I actually spent an hour actually watching my representatives, and so that way I'm like being a part of the community. Like, I want. Uh, mm, I mean, I get, I get the spirit of it, but I wouldn't support that any more than I would support uh, mandatory voting, for example. I just I don't think you can force people to be civically engaged. And I think sometimes disengaging is engagement in itself, like how not voting is a vote sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I understand that there is no such thing as like neutrality as much people want that neutrality. It it makes you look worse than. Oh, you're not willing to just stand on your own two ideas, or no, you're not willing to stand on like learn new ideas. You're just gonna stick to your old ideas, it, you know, kind of like that. Um, it, it, in fact, in like uh, Bible wise, you're lukewarm, and I spit you out like warm water, <laughs> not even hot tea. Okay. Or a margarita. <laughs> Mm, Anyways, uh, you two have a wonderful night. Matt, see how Blood gets compliments? You are need compliment too. You need a wizard beard. Oh, yeah. A wizard beard. It'll take a little while, but maybe someday. <laughs> okay, copy that. And All right, thanks, man. Card games on motorcycle. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately uh, for me, it just turns uh, It'll turn into an Isis beard far before it'll turn into a wizard beard. But maybe when I'm uh, maybe when I'm an old man, you know. Maybe one day, yeah. Epic Heroes up next. Epic Hero, you're good to go. How's it going, guys? We're all right. What's on your mind? Uh, so I actually wanted to talk about an uh, interesting little dude from HN. Uh, have you guys researched QAnon? Uh, yeah, a little bit. All right. Uh, well, I'll try to explain it in depth and try to give both sides of the argument. So. Supposedly, 
and take all this Q shit with a grain of salt, obviously. Uh, supposedly, Q is a dude or group of people within the military or the Trump administration. That uh, are... That's why I said take it with a grain of salt, Blonde. Yeah. So supposedly, that is acting as sort of a military intelligence dissemination program. This is what Q supporters say. And basically creating a grassroots movement, so to speak, in uh, Trump's base. But the other side of the argument is a lot of people think that Q is the greatest troll of all time and that he's kind of just running the, the largest prank in U.S. history just kind of to see how many shits and giggles he can do. So, I mean, what do you guys think? I just haven't looked into it enough. I see it referenced sometimes and I hear people talk about it, but I've not actually looked into this myself. So I, I don't have a strong opinion on it. I mean, they were on to yeah. Pizzagate and stuff. So there's that. Yeah. Is so, there anything, not that I'm doubting the gospel that is Pizzagate, <laughs> but is there anything that they have that, that uh, QAnon, the source, if it's, if that's a fair description of it, that it's been a hundred percent accurate about that. It's called correctly. Epstein? Not much that I know of, um, to be honest. I mean, some people uh, might uh, do some stretching and say things like, uh, what's the former director of the NSA, Michael Rogers? Uh, apparently, news came out that Michael Rogers was giving testimony on the whole Trump-Russia shit, and supposedly that was a Q-proof. But oh. once again, that's uh, quite a stretch. But... Um, uh, basically, a lot of these Q supporters believe that um, there's kind of like an underground covert war going on behind the scenes, and that a lot of this shit's going to pop up whenever, like, the FISA documents are uh, declassified. <sighs> we'll see. Whenever yeah, that does get declassified. I'll have a wizard beard before that, I think. <laughs> I'll probably be, um, yeah, pretty much just fucking old by the time that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never gonna happen all right any final thoughts um no no not really i mean just just kind of explaining what this q dude is because um you're probably gonna see a lot of people wearing q merchandise or other it's, it's a whole merchandising account. deal now oh yeah if you want to save the u.s donate to my patreon <laughs> right <laughs> all right <laughs> but um yeah that's about it so, nice talking to you guys sure thanks man hey yeah Purple is up next. <laughs> you sound well, just like Ben Shapiro. That's a great entry. <laughs> Did someone do a good Shapiro impression? Did I miss it? Oh, uh, Kevin Flanagan sounds just like Ben Shapiro. Does he do opinion. a good Ben? Really? No, he he. No, I don't think he's doing an impression. I think he sounds exactly like. Oh, him. he's he's ma- Kevin is making a Shapiro argument. Is that what you're saying? sounds like ben shapiro he has that nasally fast talking voice oh i see just the just Kevin, the quality oh, of the voice. he's gonna hate okay. that well we'll have to give him a chance to respond next time i'm sorry i didn't mean to intrude on your no we I, I i pulled you in here because you're up next so it was just an interesting oh, perfect uh, it was a well-timed uh, entry because you were just cackling right when i pulled you in which was uh you know it's not common but it's always funny when it happens all right. Well, uh, I hope you guys have been enjoying your show. Today. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm just annoyed. I, I got annoyed early by the accusation that I'm responsible for every 
questionable opinion. So I feel I mean, that I, responsibility I'm, is huge that I just can't even imagine. So I, I'm yeah, trying to ridiculous. trying to change my mindset to be uh, not annoyed after that. I'm doing my best here. All right. Well, um, the story I wanted to bring forward to you guys was uh, apparently some guy in Florida stabbed his boss because he was a Trump I saw the headline. Because he was what? He was a Trump supporter and he killed him. Seriously? I saw the headline, but I don't know the details. What actually happened? in Florida? Yeah, it was some guy in Florida, uh, apparently on a construction site. And after a political argument, he decided to stab his boss with a trap. He cut out on me. With a me what? Too. Stabbed he, him with a what? He stabbed him with a trowel, like the thing you oh. lay mortar with. Oh. Yeah. He must have hit him in a, you know, a vital spot. Did, did they say where he stabbed him? I I actually haven't found out where they stabbed him, but hmm. uh, the strangest part about this story is that the guy that stabbed him decided to lay him out with an American flag over him. <laughs> Yeah. Did he actually bury him or did he just lay him down? From what I can find, it seems like he just laid him down and laid an American flag over him, which is, seems strangely patriotic. Weird. Yeah. Is there any um, in additional information on the nature of the argument? They, they say it was political, but was it like, is this an ongoing disagreement? Was it in, in the moment? How, how did this play out? Do we know? From the sounds of it, it seems like it is an ongoing argument, but apparently it might have gotten to a head at that day. And he had the motivation to stab his own boss. I mean, I've had the the, the thought before, but I've never actually followed through. <laughs> yeah. He's cutting in and out for me. I don't know. Yeah, we might have a little bit of a sketchy connection. But uh, all right. Well, thanks for the uh, the info. I'll have to look up this story. Maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday. Um, any last word from you before we let you go? Thank you very much, and I enjoy your show very much. Well, thank you. Very kind. Much appreciated. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. We, uh, we're overdue for a break, actually, right? I, oh, I yeah, missed I the clock. So. Uh, check out Streamlabs really quick. And actually, we're, we're good over on Streamlabs, and we're good over on DLive. Uh, Chief Bulging Snake, Does It Matter, and Lima, thanks for supporting the, the stream tonight. Jay Wise says New Mexico Shooting Sports Association and pro-gun women are holding a Second Amendment rally at the Roundhouse State Capitol Building Friday, January 31st at 11 a.m. east side of the Roundhouse. Good. I've heard there's some potential gun control bills in New Mexico as well. I don't know the details, though. Yukon Don says, gosh, I didn't mean to turn Matt into Kamala Harris with my last super chat. What last super chat? Uh, you could go back and find it, I guess. Uh, also, I noticed Laurel. Oh, um, is that, yeah, is that the one about Laurel where I just like botched the response? What I meant to say is that Laurel is making good content and she is, her channel is on the rise. It's going to do well. That's, and it, you know, I didn't, I didn't, it made it sound like I was self-congratulating. It made it sound like I owe myself an, an oh good for you, which I probably do. Shauna Thornton uh, says, but it kills deaf culture oh, blind. It divides the community. <laughs> In with you, just mm. debating. She also said, don't worry, Matt, our scandos are better than their scandos. Uh, Zoe yeah, Fenderblast. I ordered a battle pack of 9mm subsonic from Phoenix Ammunition. Thanks for saving me $10. I'll pass my savings to the show. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thanks. And thanks for supporting Phoenix. I, I haven't... Um, 
I haven't uh, been able to speak with the guys at Phoenix since they've been doing this free shipping to Virginia. So I will be curious. Maybe I'll get some some numbers. I just wonder how much like how much ammo did they actually send to Virginia under this deal? I'd be curious to know if they'll disclose that. Robert Atkinson, God damn it, Matt. Trump failed to pass a budget with wall funding because he never had a supermajority like Obama had. Look at the Senate. Schumer forced a shutdown twice. He couldn't pass a budget he wanted. Cobra Kai. Um, yeah, yeah that's he could fair. still be doing other things to make this happen. It's not like he's totally powerless. And that's fair. And and then the but the other side of it too is like, yeah, I mean it it is still the president's job to use that bully pulpit and get some. You you, you got to make a deal. You got to get people to sign on to some things. Now, will yeah. current Democrats sign on to? Maybe not. Maybe that's maybe that's uh, too pie in the sky. But. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I want to be as fair as possible too. It's not like Trump is. Uh, I'm not saying that his presidency is a failure as it stands today. I'm likely to vote for him again unless something drastically changes. I just think that it's fair to um, try to hold people to the things that they campaign on and the things that they say they're going to do. And it's fair to be critical when those things don't happen. Uh, yeah, Heather Heather Janice says I disagree with almost everything you say, but I'm scared. It's because I've been brainwashed by progressive media. I think I hate you, but I support you and am secretly scared that I love you. Oh, mm. that sounds like a difficult. Uh, you're in a jam, Heather. Difficult situation. Jam. Yeah. Uh, if you have to ask, you're probably brainwashed. Uh, quantum football. What are your thoughts on Charlie Kirk endorsing Congressman Body Slam for governor in the Montana Republican primary? No way. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I mean, in all likelihood, Congressman Body Slam will become our next governor. Um, I, you know, I have to cuck on Congressman Body Slam. I won't vote for him on principle. You can't body slam people and Trump can't joke about it later, even though I did chuckle a little bit. Uh, but I had not heard that um, on his politics. I don't have anything against him. In fact, I, I think he's he built successful business here in Bozeman. It sold off to Oracle. It's still responsible for a ton of jobs today. Good for him. Smart guy. Probably agree with 99% of his political positions. Just can't get with the uh, violent reactions to reporter frustration. Although, I reserve the right to spark every time I hear the tape. Buddha 23 fat. My wife's birthday was yesterday. Can you give Brie a happy birthday and a salute? Hi. Well, uh, happy birthday. And thanks for tuning and in. And tell her to email you, blood. Yeah. Email me. I've been answering my emails lately. It's a whole thing. Wow. Uh, happy birthday. Uh, Quantum football. Are there organizations doing voter registration drives in Virginia so that we can get petitions that require 20% of registered voters to sign a petition to recall Northam? I had heard that there were some people doing that sort of organizing at the rally, but I'm not aware of any specifics on that. Me neither. Um, uh, some hijinks says, I'm pretty sure Kevin has been working on something rule 34 related for blonde. Can we say deep fake man? <laughs> if they're nope, that's, that's, a, that's the fastest way to get on blondes. Like, uh, bad side and i mean like permanently on the bad side yeah. i don't know if people could come back after that one so i would no, highly suggest I found against a it me online and it was very very upsetting is that the one that you sent uh to uh my fiance yeah i i saw that one yeah it was like fair it wasn't super convincing no it, it was obviously fake but like someone did put some time into it some serious time i was yeah. so upset i was upset about it for like weeks um, there's just something about like putting somebody in a sexual position that I find like very invasive and offensive. Hmm. Hmm. 
rule 34 is the rule that everything is a porn. If it, it exists, there's porn of it, oh, basically. Um, I don't think Kevin would do that. That sounds degenerate. Yeah, that does seem a little, it sounds a little out of character. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, Shauna Thornton, Scandos have high IQs and amazing work ethics, but obnoxiously level high levels of altruism. Matt, I'm hoping that your fiance has a healthy amount of based Celt in there. Celt. Uh, well, I describe her as basically blonde, but blonde who respects me. It's similar politics, <laughs> <respect> but you. <laughs> she's not, uh, she's not as aggressive in her disagreement. Let's put it that way. Uh, but listen, she agrees with you on such uh, controversial political issues as the 19th. How about that? It's very important. Yeah. Um, let's circle back. Yeah. All right. Last segment of calls uh, before the bottom of the hour. Mal is up next. Oh, let me look this one. Mal, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, I am ready. Okay. I'm nervous. Uh, this is my first time. Well, sure. Thanks for calling in. What's on uh, your mind? Yeah, because uh, every time you guys have these call-in shows, I'm always at work. It sounds like your your mic is kind of maybe far away or muffled or anything. Can you get your mic tighter on you? Um, I tried to, but I can't. Okay, we'll we'll work with it. Um, so I'm sorry. I got to get a better mic. But um, you guys heard about Tulsi Gabbard and the lawsuit? Yes. Yeah, uh, I saw one of the finer details of the lawsuit that is absolutely amazing. I want to talk about that on Sunday. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? The yeah. uh, all right, go for it. I'll let you tell Bond uh, about it. So, uh, so apparently, uh, Clinton, uh, well, Tulsi is filing a fifty million dollar law, defamation lawsuit on Clinton for the uh, uh, Tulsi's emotional asset, or for what a lot of the um, well, some of the people are saying that. So Clinton didn't really say it explicitly it was Tulsi, but I've heard that defamation is essentially very, uh, like, you don't have to say the person's name, right? And she was asked, are you referring to Tulsi? And she said something like, if the shoe fits. It, it was, it yeah. was if, the, if, the nest, if, the, if the nest all fits. Yeah, it was like a Russian reference, yeah. I was just like, and, and people are just, and, and people are still trying to push the whole, it, like, she didn't say the Russians were grooming her. It was the Republicans, and I'm just like, really? Oh my god! It's, well, it's, did you see? Did you see the part of the lawsuit about Tulsi's mental health? How about that? Did you see that I part? Don't recall. I was okay, I was so working when I was uh, looking at it. So the best detail, and I only saw this because of Michael Malice on Twitter. I didn't. It's not like I read through this and found it myself. In the lawsuit, there is a, a paragraph that says Tulsi Gabbard, basically I'm paraphrasing Tulsi Gabbard is of sound mental health and has never had suicidal thoughts and does not plan suicide <laughs> yeah. anytime in the near future. Joke, wasn't it? I, I think it's sort legitimately of. in there. I think it's seriously in the lawsuit unless I, unless it was a, unless it was like a Photoshop or something, I'll have to check on this, but it, the, the screenshot was presented as though it's legit. I guess I'd have to see the file. If it was just a joke, that's fantastic. Yeah, but I, I was watching Tim Pool's video on it and yeah. he said, obviously a joke but but is it actually in the lawsuit is it in the document i have to check because if it was i'm gonna laugh so hard i i was under the impression that it was i mean either way it's hilarious but i i will have to confirm to see if that is actually if someone just made it up or if it's legitimately a, a paragraph in the suit yeah yeah i uh we'll see how this uh plays out for sure and uh, just, I mean, even going back after last week, uh, Bernie and, or Warren and CNN ganging up on Bernie, and now Hillary coming out the I you know week or two think, before Iowa, 
And I just, used to support Bernie too, and I'm just like, he is such a pushover. And I'm just like, I'll, 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 I'll just step away from the Democratic Party altogether after 2016. But he should that. take these people on. I mean, remember the time X amount of years ago when Black Lives Matter just seized the mic from him and he that surrendered really it fully. That, that, that's what gave me a little bit of a yeah. mark on me. He has the upper hand against Elizabeth Warren and the DNC and Hillary Clinton. He can make the Tulsi-like case of like, look, listen, these people are corrupt and they cheat and they still lose. You want to go with these people and lose to Trump? Fine. If you actually want a shot with someone who isn't, you know, you, you may not like my communist beliefs, but at least I'm honest about them. I, I, I will always maintain a shred of respect for Bernie because of that. I disagree with pretty much everything he says, but I don't think that he is uh, a... a corrupt person on the scale of the dnc or uh hillary clinton and yeah that's, okay that's that's a high level of corruption i'm not saying he's clean i'm just saying he is not on that level and i think he's honest about his beliefs yeah yeah i just don't i just don't think he's i just don't think he has the um he's tough enough to actually become a president i think he would i think he'd do better yeah if he if he showed some spine and stood up to these people yeah, yeah. all right well thanks man Thank you. Thanks, Ron. Right. Oh, Cindy's in the, uh, is hanging out. Uh, Cindy, you're good to go if you can get that uh, mic Mormon Cindy? I don't, Hi, think, guys. I don't think she's Mormon. I think that's a different Cindy. No, I'm not Mormon. All right. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well thanks for, um, thanks for, uh, for calling in. I, I received that awesome Mickey Mouse signature in the mail. And yeah, I appreciated we were that. Disney World. I had to get you that. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I just wanted to well say hello, and we love both of you, Blonde. You're awesome. Thank you. And um, congrats on your uh, daughter. Thanks, thanks. I appreciate it. And um, I wanted to say that I'm highly concerned about mainstream media, uh, painting all two A supporters and. Uh, you know, everybody that was at, in Virginia protesting as uh, white supremacists or neo-Nazis. Uh, this is really disturbing to me because it seems mm. like they're trying to dehumanize uh, liberty-loving gun owners uh, sure. so, so they can, what, round us up? Well, I think it all extends from the, the punch a Nazi thing a few years ago. Like, it's okay to punch a Nazi, so now the next step is who's the Nazis. Right. Yeah, and I think what was really brazen about this uh, particular incident was it started off as like, oh, this fringe group has been arrested on these weird charges. That's the Nazi white supremacist thing. But the lie persisted throughout the day on Monday. Like even mm -hmm. as this event was underway and it was very clear, one, there aren't Nazis here. Two, there are actually a lot of racial minorities. Three, nobody is expressing any racial messages whatsoever. The narrative's gone. But they're still on TV showing images of the event underway saying white nationalists are in attendance in the thousands. And I think to the point that you're making, like that's that's very concerning. That's just totally abandoning the truth in an effort to smear people into your question for what purpose? Why yeah. are they being mischaracterized that way? Well, we've I've been in the fight a long time for 2A. And uh, it's always been like this you know in social circles online and they've been trying to do this but now that mainstream media is going along with literally dehumanizing americans mm -hmm. I, I, 
honestly think it's really to divide us and separate us out. And then they're just going to come in and try to roll us over. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, at bare minimum, there is an attempt to say that gun ownership is uh, presumed immoral. I mean, AOC was even saying this, this on, on the stage. Like, those people carrying rifles should be presumed criminal and heavily policed. There's, there's um, an attempt to smear the character and the moral standing of, of people who simply want to right. defend themselves, no doubt. To make them look like they're the fringe, which is, is it's a pretty standard American viewpoint. Yes. Yeah, I can only see, like, for she, uh, big fights are coming. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't be happier with how this event unfolded. I think it was basically a, a flawless success. But uh, <laughs> the idea that these people are going to quit anytime soon, of course not. I mean, this was, you want more of these things to happen, but uh, yeah, these these people, I don't I don't think a lot of them would be happy until they're act- they actually are kicking down the doors. I hope it doesn't get to that, but there's a yeah. certain segment of them, if not, you know, potentially a majority of them that want that to happen. Yeah, I agree. It's, you have any final thoughts, Cindy? It's just a sad state of affairs, but, mm. you know, we'll just keep fighting. Sure. Yeah, you're in the majority, so. Well, uh, well, thanks for the postcards, and, and good luck in all your travels and all that. Oh. They're, they're, they're nice to receive. That's awesome. I hate it when I forget to send you one, but. <laughs> well, I've appreciated no. them. They're very cool, and they're very thoughtful, so thank you. All right, well, stay free, guys. You as well. Bye. Bye. No, I thought she was Cindy Ben for a second. No, not yeah, that Cindy. Cindy. I got a weird email where someone was requesting that I make her a moderator in my in the chat. That'd but be it amazing. wasn't from her. And I was like Okay. I mean I, I it it'd be more productive to delete my channel outright than to make her a moderator, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I'd rather make Susan a moderator mm-hmm. than Cindy a moderator. And that's yeah. saying something. She's so diligent too. Every video that I do with anybody, she's in there. I've been raging against cussing since 1991. I'm like, that's what you spent your life doing? Wow, what a cause. Losing know. the battle, I think, though. Yeah. Go for Papa Palpatine. You're good to go. She told me What's to shut on, my guys? whore mouth. Not, not much, how are you? <laughs> What's on your mind? I'm good. I was actually just uh, hanging out in the Discord server talking to some guys about... Uh, about uh, I actually didn't know what I was going to talk about, but now I do. So I'm I'm a, one of those weird uh, millennials who refuses to have kids, but totally is okay with like i believe in the nuclear family i believe that that's the best indicator for success later in life sure i'm just i'm just a uh, i'm just a uh, I, I crawled out of a cesspool of bad genes hmm. <laughs> and i just don't want to spread that shit around and like to kind of give you an example like blonde when you were talking about that um that compound you wanted to build mm-hmm. of 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 like well-to-do white people like I was like, I totally want to live there. Like I don't, There's... I don't want to have, I don't want to have a family or kids, but I still feel like I would be a productive member of that, of that little hovel of people because I share your values. I just don't want to have children. I understand Blunt's why some people don't want well to have to do white people. That's, that's. I don't know if I ever said that, but um... that was no, the you, marketing. You, no, you didn't. But I was just, I'm just, I'm just being goofy. Sure. But no, it's just like I, I don't know. I just, I do not have the temperament to raise children. I think. Hmm. I don't know. I, I know that a lot of people on the right get on people's cases for not wanting to have kids, but there are some legitimate reasons. And then like, if you know that you don't want to have kids, d- don't have kids. Like just, yeah. if you, if you know, like you're not going to be a good dad, it's not something that you want to do in your life. Then like, 
that's fine. Yeah. And I, I do think, I think you have I to can, be all in on that decision for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think I can advocate for classical nuclear families, even if I choose not to participate. hundred percent. That's what gets me is like, I'm not going to, I don't want to put anybody into a box, live your life how you choose, but I hate the lies, man. I hate mm. the like lying to another generation about yeah. what generally good, what, what good choices broadly speaking are and what generally brings people happiness. I hate that crap. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I try to, you know, I just, I try to be like straightforward and principled and I try to, you know, try to always keep things in perspective. And I just don't think I'd be a good father. I'm kind of selfish. I'm a bit one of those rational self-interest kind of like hmm. objectivist libertarian types. Sure. So how well, Kevin, maybe it would Kevin's going to fucking kill me now. Can I ask how old you are? If, if you're willing 30, to dive 30. Okay. 32. 32. Cause yeah. I, I sort of felt similar to you, uh, only until recently, like within maybe the last year or two. So I don't yeah. know if there's a switch that changes in men, but. I mean, maybe at some point, like uh, my grandma used to always tell me, uh, well, I say that like she's passed. She's not. She still tells me this all the time. But like, you'll change your mind one day. I'm like, Grandma, I really don't think I will. I'm mm. quickly approaching 35. <laughs> and like, well, you, you do it's have all a lot of time, too. Uh, well, yes, yeah. yes and no. I mean, men do have a lot of time. Yeah, my husband's almost 40. That's like nearly a decade older than you. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just, I, like I said, I just don't think I have the temperament for it. I'm a bit selfish. Sure. Yeah, yeah, totally get it. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you guys take it easy. You Bye. as well. Nikolai, what's up next? Nikolai, you're good to go. Hello. What's on your mind? Uh, hey, how's it going? Uh, first, I'd like to shout out. Looking for a job. Okay, I, I, our connection's a little sketchy, but you, can you, you hear say, me? Yeah. Uh, Is that better? Yeah, that's a little better. Now you're clear. Okay. Awesome. Um, first, I'd like to start with a shout out to Ovid, who's looking for a job. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, he seems to be a motivated individual, and I think he should look into becoming a machinist. Hmm. Okay. It's a kind of a niche market that exists right now that a lot of older people, baby boomers, work in. And since our generation in a big way has been told to go to college and get a degree and then go into some kind of something after that, uh, it's been a trade that's been completely ignored. And so they're hurting for talented young people who are willing to work hard. It is a difficult job. You're going to have bad days, uh, but it is rewarding and it's a long-term career that can pay well at a short amount. How of does time. one uh, get into that? Do you have to, are there school requirements or like an apprenticeship or how do you do it? Not at all. Yeah, I mean, I would advise you looking for businesses close to you that are hiring right now. A lot of businesses are willing to train you, even if you have zero experience, hmm. um, just because they're hurting so bad for these workers. Well, that's a sweet skill, man. Like, um, it, it, you know, if you know how to do a lot of that stuff, like I was looking for some certain gun parts the other night and there's, there's guys out there just machining them themselves, you know, out of their Heck garages yeah. basically. And that, those are not only is it a cool job, but like, I get the impression these guys are just doing that business on the side. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. make you some, some certain gun parts or whatever, uh, you know, right. just do it out of my garage. Here you go. And and, and it, that's useful survival stuff too. Heck yeah. And you can get some cheap manual machines in your own garage for under 25 grand and start making yourself stuff. It, it's a, it's just a great life skill to have and it can be a rewarding career right now. So I just want to, okay. well, that's good advice. Advise He's a young guy. It. So I'm sure he appreciates it. Yeah, for sure. 
coming to the topic I would like to discuss, it's I, oh, I've you got gotta, a bit of an, you gotta you'll have to be quick, but oh, go for shoot. it. Okay. Uh, the right often points to moral fabric as a good structure that is reinforcing society. The only tangible example that is provided seems to be kind of church or religi religion, mm -hmm. particularly Christianity in the United States. What other forms of community or relationship building institutions can you suggest, would you suggest? Uh, I think this issue alienates a faction of centrist voters who might be included in a political coalition to improve chances of passing more right of center policy proposals. Mm. Well, they should all convert. So there, I don't know that, I, you know, I don't know that I have a better suggestion because I'm kind of, um, admittedly, I'm kind of a hypocrite on this. Like I see the value of community being invested in your community, knowing your neighbors, being involved with them, all of that. And I, I always think like, oh, I'm going to make a better effort to be more of a, a more outgoing social person in my community, make more friends, get that investment at a local level. And I kind of try and, but then I'm just like, ah, I just want to go home and <laughs> like, right. I, 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 I never follow you. through. And if, and I, the, the, to the point on like church, for example, that's an obligation at a set time in which everyone expects you to be there. Uh, and you'll be there. Everyone shows up at the same time and everyone's kind of accountable to that time. And uh, I know it's not satisfying to blonde. We talk about it all the time, but I could envision a point in my life where the church serves a purely practical purpose in my life, which may not be satisfactory to everybody, but I don't know that I can recommend something that's better than that for the purpose of community building. I just, maybe, maybe if you're well, a parent, Christians make strong communities. Me, like if you're a parent, you get some of that through schools, like your children's schools and meeting yeah. other parents and stuff that way. Yeah. But other than they, that, it's like your, your place of work, I guess. I, I don't know. It's difficult. They do. Yeah. I just think it bleeds through the politics. I went to the Western conservative summit 2019 in Denver and uh, just the religiosity that pervades the political discussion all the time. I feel could be alienating to some people who maybe would vote with us on right of center policy things. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, I, I don't know. Just trying to uh, move the Overton window to the right again. Which is interesting because, like, to me, I actually consider that a lot of that stuff attractive. I'm like, man, I For wish. Sure. I I wish I had a place where I could go, knowing that people are probably going to be mostly moral, quality people. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. Yeah, that's I that understand. that attracts me. But I understand what you're saying, that that can also be off putting to certain people, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for calling. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Well, looks like that's it. Uh, yeah. You want to take one more? Sure. Take one more call. All right. Uh, Steezy's going to get last call tonight. If you can unmute that mic, give him a second. Otherwise, we'll try Marie. We'll just. We'll be quick here, but they're both muted. I'm going to let them hang out. We can move into uh, to questions. You guys sure. can chime in uh, whenever you get those mics unmuted. Oh, there hey we guys. go. What's on your mind? You there? You might have to. You might have to mute that stream. Steezy. No deal. All right. Uh, we'll let him hang out for a second. We'll see if we can get it figured out. But let's move into email questions while we wait. This is from Kadir. Have you it heard is. anything? Oh, hey, what's up? Steezy. Steezy. You there? All right. I think we might have to try another. 
I, I don't know if you can hear us. Probably not. Um, we'll, we'll probably have to try another time, Steezy. My apology. But uh, but have a good night, and perhaps we'll get you next time. Marie, uh, you're good to chime in whenever if you can get that mic unmuted. But let's uh, let's go with the questions. Have you heard anything about immigration bill S three eighty six? Big tech is trying to turn the U S into an Indian sweatshop through. A uh, unanimous consent while pushing the impeachment hoax. I did see a tweet about this today, I believe. Um, but I believe it involves H-1B visas. I have no idea. This is uh, news to me, so it appears that it has been successfully disguised behind the impeachment proceedings. Uh, you do know how I feel about H-1B visas. Well, I know how you feel about immigration generally. Yeah. So uh, fairness, it's called the Fairness for High-Skilled Immigrants Act of 2019 a bill to amend the Immigration and Nationality Act to eliminate the per-country numerical limitation for employment-based immigrants to increase the per-country numerical li- limitation for family-sponsored family sponsored immigrants, okay, and for other purposes. Uh, I'd have to see the detail, but that to me sounds like... Oh, so, okay, so it's Fairness for High-Skilled Immigrants Act, which means, like, bring your whole damn family. That's what this sounds like. No, this sounds like nonsense. And, like, if I could press a button and replace every immigrant in this country with an, Im- with an Indian immigrant, I wouldn't do it. Well, the, the, even the label here, fairness. What does um, that even mean? I mean, the deal is, like, listen, if you want to come here and, and if you're a high-skilled immigrant, you got some, if that's what we're talking about in the context of this law, it's a it's a take it or leave it deal. If it's unfair to you, you don't have to come. Yeah, well, I think uh, they're talking about eliminating quota by country, which means that it would just be like a billion Indians coming in. Yeah, it That's sounds like it, sound, it sounds like they're they're eliminating so they're eliminating the per country numerical limitation. So yes, that would go away, and then increase per country numerical numerical limitation for family sponsored immigrants. So two caps: one would be eliminated outright, and the other would be raised. No. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. This is from Michael Schlecht. Do you think the medical professionals that aid hmm. in and or perform an abortions are violating the Hippocratic Oath? Um, I think it depends on the nature of the abortion, uh, because although it is less than one percent of abortions, there are abortions that are the result of medical emergencies. Um, and other legitimate reasons uh, to be having abortions. Well, I mean, as as this as we continue to think about this, and I continue on this uh, intellectual trajectory, I have a hard time defining that. Uh, if you, some people would be mad at me for calling it life in the womb. I have a hard time defining that thing in the womb, whatever you want to call it, as anything other than a distinct human life. And absent any sort of urgent need to eliminate that life i see it as nothing else nothing other than the elimination of a life I, yeah. I i don't um so i don't know how i could square that with the hippocratic oath do no harm generally right um there's harm there's harm done to a distinct human life when that happens i don't see any way around that yeah you also have um i mean these questions come up in the context of assisted suicide and that sort of stuff too but uh but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, the abortion question, I, I don't, I don't know how you would square that in this context. I'm trying to think of 
the context, how do you how you, how you'd make the argument for the other side? The other side would be um, that the general well-being of the mother is preserved because she has opted not to carry this child or doesn't. I mean, you'd have to make an argument for the health of the mom. But everything I've seen, in addition to just the moral question, suggests that there are serious um, issues of regret, serious issues of of just mental health. Not like not like you're mentally ill later, but just serious mental concerns for women who have abortions or even men yeah. who have their children aborted. Even anecdotally, the few people in my life who I know who have uh, who have had who have aborted their children or had their children aborted. I don't know anybody who's like, yeah, best thing that ever happened. It was awesome. So glad I did that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm always since the beginning of my channel, I've, I've seen this argument. I'm seeing it in the lab chat right now that um, that abortion decreases crime, uh, future crime. I've read this study and while this may be true, I just don't think it's relevant. And it's not the fault of the fetus either. This is That's a parenting a thing. Eliminating lives to decrease crime is a very dangerous precedent. Too. Yeah, I, mean, I think so as well. You could nuke uh, Baltimore to decrease crime. Yeah, exactly. There would be less crime. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess to the pro-lifers, uh, you got me more or less. I, 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 me too. Every, every argument that I used to believe has pretty much fallen over time in my head. I can't... Uh, I can only, the only questions that linger in my mind are uh, the cases you mentioned, the rare cases where the health of the, not just the health, the life of the mother is legitimately a concern. Yeah. And then the, the interesting debate too, I think is on, is on rape. Uh, and even that is, uh, is difficult. I, I, I'm sympathetic with the bodily autonomy argument in that case. Because you didn't consent to the con- to the conception of that child. Yeah, but However, the baby does also, that it's mean, not the baby's fault. Yeah, does that justify a death penalty for that unique life that was created? Those oh, are the hair. But, but I, you know, as we always say, it's always so annoying to debate these fringe issues. When we're talking about the bulk of cases, which are purely uh, contraceptive type decisions being made, abortion as contraception, I, I don't know how anyone can make a moral argument for that especially when there's such a wealth of contraceptive options. Mm. Um, this is from Jack. Pre-question, you wake up one morning and find a small handheld mirror. After some investigating, you discover the mirror has the power to show you the future. However, oh, that sounds terrible. Uh, the dilemma with this ans- with this awesome power is the naturally growing obsession and paranoia that comes with using it. And like the ring of power, probably no one should use it in the first place. His question is, do you destroy the magic mirror, ensuring nobody is corrupted by its great power, or keep it and run the risk of going mad or falling into the wrong hands? Hmm. Um, I would destroy it. I'm more of a toss the ring into the fire guy, usually. Uh, anytime I can decentralize power, even my own power, uh, yeah, I'm down with that. I, I don't... Uh, what's, what's the specific power here that it has? It's It shows the future. Sh- we were Ooh, not meant um, to know the future. Well, and and plus showing me the that particular power. So first of all, I'm inclined to just decrease power generally, but that particular power is uh, what I. It would be so. It would give you such a defeatist attitude. Like, why would you ever, if your outcome was predetermined and you know it's going a certain way, why would you try to work for the best? It's either like 
You know what I'm saying? Like if you can see your destiny, there's no point in working hard right now. Yeah. Like God designed life to be lived forward and understood backward. We're not supposed to be able to peer hmm. into the future. That's that's, uh, that's a profound statement. That's pretty interesting. It's for my brother. Ugh. That it's a little little cheesy for your brother, but Oh no. He says it all the time. That's uh that but it is it is insightful. Yeah. Um this is from Phantasmagora Magoria. Ugh, I don't know. That grosses me out. I don't know why. Hmm. I've been feeling really blackpilled lately when it comes to the future of whites in the United States. I just don't see how things will get better when it seems like most white people won't fight for themselves. I constantly talk to other white people about affirmative action, anti-white racism, and the double standards. And they always agree with me, but they never speak out. Plus, it doesn't help that even Republican politicians from lily white states sell us out for the sake of diversity and so-called cultural enrichment. Is there a reason to be hopeful? Um, yeah, I think a lot of people that their back is not really against the wall yet. Um, but when people feel like their lives are threatened, uh, things will change. Things will definitely change. And as far as being in the minority, I mean, I mean, it's uh, kind of remarkable what what ten percent of people can do in that situation. Hmm. Um, if their lives are truly being threatened. So I'm actually not that worried about it. Well, I, I mean, in this context, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't, um, like, I'm not going to sit here and defend myself as a white person in, in the way this is being described. I would defend myself as an individual with rights, of course. But to the point that's being made here, like, I used to think that a lot of this anti-white racism stuff was a little overstated. I mean, you saw this at the at the rally. Yeah, it was first characterized as a white nationalist rally, and then it wasn't. And then the Washington Post updated the story to say some diverse voices, but still a predominantly white male crowd. So what? Yeah. Why do Why do I care? There's it, there's to the point that that he or she is making. There is absolutely a lot of uh, anti anti white racism, anti white bias anti-white hatred in high levels of media and politics. I don't want to match that with like defend myself from a racial perspective, but to the point, like to the point that Gavin McInnes used to make, like I didn't even think of myself as a white person until you started telling me I suck because right. I'm white. I never cared about this stuff. Yeah. Now, now it's like you kind of force people into a box too. It, it's uh, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't want a situation in which we're all put into these racial boxes like this and you have to defend yourself. Yeah, but as I'm a constantly of a being defined box. as a white person. Like sure. Becca Lewis I, thinks that me getting married and having a one child at this point is some kind of form of white supremacy. That's just yeah. fucking horseshit. She did say that, right? Like trad, yeah. trad, it's white supremacist propaganda, trad wives. First of all, I have never called myself trad. It is a cringe, cringy term. And it really is only reserved to people that got married in their 20s and never had a period of degeneracy in their life. I can't call myself trad. I have opted out of that trad label. Also, why would anybody do that? It's super duper cringe. But I mean, just, just like wanting to be a stay-at-home mom and have a baby is somehow like, that's white supremacy. It's like, well, the what's implication, your plan, bitch? The implication that of the woman that she featured or that was featured in that BBC piece, I think it was, the implication that she was duped, that she did not make this choice of her own volition. 
that she was tricked or deceived by some evil white nationalist, white supremacist. Into I knew being they were going to do this shit. So I got an email from BBC about two weeks ago. And it's like, hey, I love your channel. And I saw that you started <laughs> a new channel. And I'd love to feature you in this documentary about yeah. traditional roles. I'd just love to understand more about where you're coming from. And I really appreciate your content. I'm like, oh, how stupid do you think I am? So I just responded, BBC is trash. <laughs> and I never talked to the person again. But I think it was for this article. Go suck a BBC. That's I know. should have told him. <laughs> yeah. Anybody right. in this realm, if, if anybody tries to contact you, don't respond. Um, I'm going to read all these just because I feel like it. Sure. Sleuthing Sloth, Happy New Year. I'm currently Happy in total New Year. nesting. Oh, yeah, it is. In total nesting mode, much to my boyfriend's annoyance of buying house stuff. I'm just super mm. ready to settle down and start a family, but we still need to sort out the reality of the situation. My question is, how do you curb the waiting around for the next step to happen? P.S. I'll be subscribing to your new channel. My aunt duties will begin soon. Oh, that's so cool. Um, that's really, that's a really good question. I had a hard time with that when my husband was deployed and I didn't deal with it in a super healthy way. I just worked like 70 hours a week and smoked copious amounts of marijuana so i'm not sure if i'm the best person to answer but i mean i guess the, the what you can do is like prepare for pregnancy like work out healthy diet um get your body ready start temping if you're if you're if you want to have a baby so you can find out exactly when you ovulate um wait what does that mean what's temping you take your temperature every morning your oh. rectal temperature i'm just joking you take your oral temperature every morning um at the same time or within an hour and it doesn't work if you've gone up to pee within the last four hours. You have to be laying mm. in bed. And then when you see a 0.5 degree rise, that's the day after you've ovulated. So mm. you can chart with like remarkable accuracy your ovulation date. So then when you decide to have a baby, uh, it'll be really easy. Hopefully. Uh, I hope that helps. Uh, Matt, did temping work for you? <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I guess I'm sort of in a similar position in life. Like, I'm very happy. I'm very eager to get married, and I, I do start thinking about uh, about the prospect of kids. But it's not as immediate. I don't think this is going to be in my life for. I don't think children are going to be in my life for at, at least a year and a half or so. But uh, it's close, and uh, and you know, it's different from a male perspective. But of course, I think about this all the time. I think about like especially finances. Like I need to have X amount in the bank to provide for this family. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's kind of the, the male perspective on this stuff is like, how do I set myself up to be the provider, especially when suit the Susans of the world want to uh, want to, um, I don't know, chop off my ability to do that. Thank you for that. Uh, Jason says with all the demonization, I read that as demonetization because it's just my instinct mm. and law proposals against the rich by people like AOC and Bernie Sanders. What would it take for you to leave the U S if you were in their shoes? I mean, there have to be a better place where I could trust the government and there was a community there that I would blend into. So I, I can't even think that there, that there's a place like that. I can't go back to my, um, my ancestral homeland. Yeah, I don't know if you, like, in principle, what would it take? Well, um, certainly if they're, they're, you don't even have to be a rich person. If they're making it more difficult than not for you to make a profit in whatever it is that you're doing, why would you try? I mean, yeah. if, they're see, if they're taking more of your money than you're taking at the end of the day, why would you try? Those are questions that are relevant to anybody, regardless of what income bracket you're in. 
but I think um, just to speculate about like what would happen if they got a lot of their uh, you know if they got a lot of their heavily restrictive regulations or high tax rates or whatever, would you see people fleeing? Maybe, maybe not. I think you just see more and more creative ways to avoid the actual tax burden in question. You just, yeah. you'd see, uh, you know, you, you put your money in, in certain bank accounts or you hire the finest tax lawyers to classify money in certain ways. The idea that you are going to get, you know, 60, 70% of anybody's money, period, whether they have uh, $1,000 or a $1 billion dollars, not likely to happen. And if you have a billion dollars, you're going to hire the, the best people available to make sure that that doesn't happen. I mean, that's the thing that's <laughs> one of the unfortunate things about our, our tax, our whole tax system too, is just like, it's its own industry. Like the fact that this is not a shot at the, the accountants of the world and H and R block and, and all these places, you all, you, you guys do good work and provide a service that the market demands. But my whole my only issue with it is like that's not a, a, a organic outgrowth of the market. That's just a product of insane and ridiculous regulation placed on people. Yeah. It's a it's a market that's created out of trying to avoid the government's heavy hand. It it wouldn't exist otherwise. That sucks. Uh, thank you for that, Jason. Uh, this is from Dangerous Spaces. As your annoying wanker journalist listener, my <laughs> observation is that the media is becoming less reactive as they should be in reporting the news and more proactive. Hmm. And trying to actually influence what occurs. That's uh, always happened on some level. But it's really getting out of hand. What are your thoughts? I mean, they did this during Trump's election. So I'm not really sure if they're amping it up. I suppose the impeachment thing is um, is maybe of a new variety. But I feel like they were trying to exercise this level of control of outcome. At least in 2016 and probably well before. It was this this rally was some of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. And, the, and we admittedly like I I participated in it a little bit, too. On Sunday, yeah. I was very worried about this sort of thing. Um, But I think the question is, what are you like if you're on CNN and you're going to report the facts and um, you're giving people information to let themselves decide? That's great. Um, I wouldn't consider, say, our show to be the exact same thing. We have an opinion discussion based show it's you know how often are we breaking the news to people almost never literally it never. involves like us specifically so uh so yeah i think it's bad and i think generally speaking speculation is almost never legitimate news that doesn't mean you can't say it it's just those things are distinct they're distinctly different to the point yeah. that he's making yeah. um the facts of the matter and your own speculation are different and should be uh categorized as such uh, this is Chris to the J. How much are you following the impeachment trial? None. Would you like to hear from any other witnesses after the opening statements just to prove they can because of how the rules are set? How do you think this will play out later this fall? Um, I have never given less of a shit about any political outcome before in mm. my life. And everybody's making this sound like super important. Um, but he's, he's just, he's just going to get reelected. Like, I, I don't I don't think that this is like historical. I mean, I guess no. it is by definition, but it's it's not it doesn't it doesn't have the importance that the mainstream media is is lending to it. No, and I I don't see a political benefit for the Democrats. They're trying to set this trial up to be uh, oh it's a Republican cover up. They won't hear the witnesses we want to hear. They won't subpoena the documents we want to see. Well, sorry, that's mostly the House's job. It was mm -hmm. your job to build a compelling case, bring it to the Senate for evaluation. And now they're saying, well, actually, the case isn't complete. You guys right. have to finish the case first. 
okay, I was told just a month ago this was urgent. This was an emergency. Now it's like, oh, well, you know, we kind of need some more information after all. It's uh, it's just a political charade. I don't, I don't know any any independent-minded person who has been persuaded to vote Democrat based on this. I know a lot of entrenched Democrats who love to be cheerleaders for this sort of thing, but they were going to vote Democrat regardless. I don't see how this has any political appeal to the coveted independent or swing voter. I, I really Neither don't. Neither do I. It's like, oh, we waste tons of government resources. Like, who does, Who's that going to appeal to? What independent is going to be and, like, awesome? And those people generally, um, they're independent either on principle or they're swing voters be- because they are generally like not active political observers. They just vote every four years and they kind of vote based on uh, how their, their real priorities in life are doing, their yeah. family, their jobs, the things they actually care about. And that's good. They should care about those things. But they're not going <laughs> to, they have jobs to be at during the day. They're not going to tune on this, the tune in on this stupid impeachment trial and watch a single second of it. Yeah. They I mean, might we turn always on the talk news. about that. Um, oh, this was forever ago. This is probably two years ago. But that um, segment that we saw where the people were asking the crabbers, the main lobster crabbers. Yes, whatever. I still remember that. I still yeah. remember that. We're like, um, do you know what's going on? Was it the FISA thing? I can't even he remember. He asked them if they knew who, I think it was who Robert Mueller was or someone like that. It was related yeah. to the Russia investigation. And it, he and was like, like the no. big guy at the time. And these were just like standard folk. And they were like, uh, I just want to catch crabs dude like a yeah i'm just i'm just trying to make some money like get off my fucking boat yeah and i feel like that's um oh this is another example the other day i was watching jeopardy and the clue was adam schiff it gave a bunch of information about him and then had his picture and none of the contestants knew and those are smart people the people on jeopardy didn't know him really i think it was a question about impeachment but like it made me think that's kind of telling that the average person just doesn't really give a shit about this and i think that that what's happened is People on the far left that um, are, are super dogmatic and are orchestrating this whole thing. And then the people on the far right that this is really pissing off are yeah. the only people that care. Yeah, and about you this. have like 80% of the country that just doesn't care. Yeah. I um, saw, I went on Twitter yesterday or the day before, or maybe it was today, I can't remember. Anyway, the trend was like Adam Schiff is a hero or something like that. What? And And I, and first of all, I mean, you can doubt whether that's organic or whether it's Twitter promoting it. But I just had a moment where I kind of realized, like, yeah, Twitter really is not real life. Like, this is a whole bunch of rabid left-wing people at coffee shops without a job who are paying attention to this, like, Adam Schiff talking in the middle of the day and tweeting about it. I'm sure this is, like, I'm sure this is actually what most Americans are talking about right now. But our jobs aren't real either. I mean we have an interaction with like a very strange subset of the American populace that I don't think is truly represented. I think the the true representation of the average American is like focus on family and politically apathetic. I usually use my parents as more of a gauge because they're, they're politically interested, but they're not, they're not as into it as I am. And uh, they kind of came from like, you know, more of a centrist position. And so I sort of see the way that their perspective shifts. And sometimes I take that as an indicator, but you know, that's just anecdotal. Yeah. My mom is every man. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it. Sounds like she has very broadly representative viewpoints. Mm, Yeah, totally. 
Love you, mom. Uh, okay, cool. That was the last one. All right. Last, uh, that was the last email question. Yep. Uh, and as a reminder, if you want to send an email question uh, for us to read at the end of the Wednesday shows, that's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. That is the one inbox where we accept the email questions. Beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put Colin Show question in the subject line. All right, let's catch up with, uh, with Super Chatters and we'll call it a night. Tim Hammond, uh, gag on dude swooning over blonde. You're beautiful too, Matt. Make sure blonde gets 77 cents of this for every dollar you take. We have never nego- we've never tried to renegotiate the contracts. We haven't. We probably should because I'm hmm. putting in less effort than ever before. Um, oh, shit. You take based on excessive bathroom breaks. JK, I love you both. You're beautiful blonde. I don't know what to tell you. I All I want to do is eat barbecue sauce and pee all day. That's just, that's just what I want in this pregnancy. It's crazy. Uh, Darlene Kate's turning away from politics thoughts on cast iron cooking and do you own any maybe a topic from motherland I do um, actually I own a coated cast iron Dutch oven that I use quite frequently uh, I like to make all the stews I've been making lots of stews lately Dutch oven you say yes I know a Dutch oven is when you fart on your spouse and pull the blanket over their head all right now you just have to tell me what a blumpkin is it's when you're pooping and somebody gives you a blowjob <laughs> Okay. I was asking rhetorically, but thank you. Is that a Blumkin? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Uh, Rainer Chen, proud to see Chinese gun owners in the Virginia rally. Um, it brought tears to my eyes. We escaped a socialist tyranny and should not let it come here. Mountain Blonde, please don't despair. There's a lot worth fighting for. I'm trying to be positive for little Annabelle, which is the name I like this week. I got to say um, that there were several moments in the, in the, uh, in the rally uh, on Monday where it it was even, you know, like I said, I'm not saying this is going to turn everything around. It's not going to save the day, but it was so unapologetically patriotic without any is- incident whatsoever. And when I see people walking around with their 50 cals and just, you know, some of it was just showmanship and all this. There were several moments where I was like, God damn it. I love this country so much. America. There were several moments where it's like, you know, ride or die. I'm I'm on this ship until it sinks. If it's going down, I'm going down with the ship. I, w- I will never leave this country. I'll never leave what it stands for. Uh, it was very encouraging in that regard. It, it really, yeah. uh, it didn't bring a tear to my eye, but it was close. It was only, and actually today I was driving on the highway by a, by a river, you know, river through a pretty mountain canyon nearby where I live. And there was just a big ass bald eagle right over the river. And it was just, it was just one of those moments where it's like, you know, none of those crazy communists are anywhere near me right now. Yeah. This is just pristine mountain landscape and a big ass bald eagle. And I freaking love this country. And I need to take a moment to enjoy those moments and not get too uh, discouraged. Yeah, but you're me. in Montana. If, if like you do that in some other states, then you look to your left and it's like a Mexican person taking a shit on the street. <laughs> I mean, the homeless encampment. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, easy for you to say because of, uh, no doubt I'll fully admit that. And that's why, um, you know, people, people who are very, not that I, I, I fully understand why people are so hawkish on border issues. For example, when I understand that it's almost a non-issue in my state, it's not really a thing. We do have some drug trafficking along the interstate, yeah. but it's not like we have people flooding the borders like you have in other states. I totally get it. I, I do live in a, uh, I live in exactly the place I want to live and I never want to leave, but I don't want to be so naive as to think that you could just, um, I don't know that you could just open it up to anybody and everybody and not defend it ever. And it'll stay the same. Like that's, that's, that's nonsense. 
Marbo93 sent two in. I always praise Blonde for our shared Catholic ideals, though between the two of us, she has a much greater chance of salvation than my sodomite ass. But Matt, I really wanted to express my tremendous respect for you. So far, I really don't think the criticism thrown your way is fair at all. I think you're incredibly principled, and the internet is a better place with you present. I always include both of you in my prayers. Thank you so much. That is the nicest damn thing anybody's uh, said to me. for. No, that's not true. Our audience is 95 plus percent. More than that, probably. Very, very kind. And I appreciate that. And Uh... and I want to say that too, man. Like that sort of (laughs) kindness is awesome. And it's actually like there's there's a lot of people with very kind things like that to say. And I that's another thing in perspective that I need to. Another thing I need to keep in perspective, because you can get a bunch of messages like that that are fantastically kind and, and that you should take a moment to appreciate. And then you'll get that one thing that's like that you view as unjustifiably negative and it'll stick in your head for hours. Yeah. And it's like, why doesn't, why doesn't the really kind thing stick in your stick head, in your head yeah. for hours? It should. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a moment to, uh, to remember that kindness and, and value that tonight. So thank you. Yeah, and as far as being the being a sodomite, I mean, <laughs> God will forgive you for that. Oh, <laughs> yes. Would you think I was going to say something funny? <laughs> I thought you were setting up a joke, but then it no, was totally I mean, serious. I mean, God forgives. God forgives. The, the heart of Christianity is forgiveness for our sins. I mean, it's why we go to confession. Hmm. Uh, it's why we say the act of contrition. Um, so yeah, if you repent, God, God will forgive you. Uh, Shana Thornton. Spicy take, but people have the right to be racist in their own countries. It's simply a worldview. Violence is not okay, but freedom of association is mandatory. I mean, I'm with 100%. you here. Like, go tell somebody in China that they need to let in more Africans, and they will straight up laugh in your face. I was listening to uh, Pete Buttigieg at the Black and Brown conference on, like, Monday or whatever this was. You're wondering why I was listening to that. I was listening to that because I was told by an article that Pete Buttigieg was asked about his choice of chicken between Popeye's or uh, Chick-fil-A, and he picked Popeye's, and I think this was like an effort to appeal to his, uh, to try to up his, his black support, which we know he's been struggling. Anyway, I was listening through this whole thing, and he was asked a question in there about whether racist doctors should be allowed to have jobs. And the answer was no. That if you're That if you're racist, you should be banned by the state from being a doctor, I don't know why doctor is the special profession. I don't know why this wouldn't extend to any job. But the idea is, like, if you don't have the right beliefs, you shouldn't be able to practice medicine? Uh, this whole concept that race is irrelevant and a social construct um, is uniquely American. I mean, this is a uniquely Western value. Well, we've gone... There's... They... That that side, the people he's talking to want to say that there are they want to say race is a non-factor to the extent that there are like no differences among demographic groups. And of course, that's not true. The the standard has always been you should judge the individual based on the content of his or her character. Mm -hmm. They want to go well beyond that to say, well, no, no, you should actually judge them positively if they are people of color based on their character and negatively if they're white. But they also want to say that like that there's no difference in groups whatsoever, which obviously isn't true. There's a reason the NBA is predominantly black, right? There's, there's there's a reason you have different demographic, non-representative demographic breakdowns in all sorts of industries. 
It's because on average there are differences. It doesn't mean that you like are a jackass to the individual in mm-hmm. front of you. Right. But it's weird how this whole thing has gone, gotten twisted that it's racist to say like, well, I mean, there are on average differences across groups. That's racist now. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's just the truth. It's not even a value judgment thing. It's not like this is good or bad. It's just the reality of the world. Mm, I wish there was a Chick-fil-A here. It was pretty good. And it, uh, that, uh, to anyone who, I, I might've been the last person in the world who had not tried Chick-fil-A until October. But if you are out there and you're considering trying Chick-fil-A, don't believe the nonsense about getting the chicken sandwich. You have to get the nuggets. Get the nuggets. Yeah, yes. yeah. The, the I had sandwich. some at the Denver airport a few weeks ago and it like was really firing. I had all the sauces. Yeah. I was like, yeah. The I sandwich like is fine. I'm not saying the sandwich is terrible. It's just the nuggets are top tier. The sandwich is just okay. And they're real small, so get like get more nuggets. Don't get mm. the eight or whatever. Mm. More, more, more nuggets. Skip Mayfield visiting Phoenix on the first of February. If anybody's interested in the meetup, I'm on the list. Send me an email. Okay, Skip. I think there's a group in Phoenix. Is there not? So, yes. Uh, so. Email email the uh, people in the list, and I bet there's something going on. Cornelius Finch, I agree with what the one caller. Uh, machining is a great career path. I took a trade program and got certified in tool and die making. Five years later, I'm making parts for NASA and bought my own home. Awesome. Good for you. Hmm. Why did I? I'm still thinking of chicken nuggets. I'm sorry, Cornelius. <laughs> I made a food sound. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, all of these practical skills and, and going into, I don't know. There's, there's part of me that wishes I would have spent some time learning how to work with my hands or learning like how to build stuff more. Yeah. I'm kind of getting into that a little bit more as I get older, but you know, I didn't, I didn't go to school to learn those skills. So I, it's, it's cool to hear from, from people who know about that stuff. Alex drones. This is the most insightful one of the night. If you make a giant poo poo on pee pee, that's bad. <laughs> mm, all right. All right. Noted. Yukon Don been a dedicated fan since Charlottesville. I think the world of you both and think the community you built is pretty cool too. Stay frosty, especially you, Matt, and keep your powder dry. Thanks for all you do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Well, thanks. And thanks for sticking around, man. Much appreciated. Um, Shauna Thornton. I don't know. I'm in Bellingham, Washington, and I've seen more America flags than ever before in my life. Good. The right is fighting back, fighting back everywhere. That's true, too. I've seen there are, there are flags around my neighborhood, too. I like to think I kind of started that trend a little bit. Um, but they're popping up. We're good over here, and you better hustle on Streamlabs. Or right. I'm going to get a shiner. I think we just have one. Uh, to get a shiner. I look forward <laughs> to that story on Sunday. Thomas Dean says, I forgot to say earlier because I got anxious and forgot everything. Your assignment for next week is to figure out how to simultaneously make Fonboy and the Revenge of the Sis dudes happy. Thanks for taking my call. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm fresh off getting ripped for not defending literally everyone under the sun to the liking of certain censor, free speech purists. I'm not sufficiently pure for them. And and yeah, and now the other side of it is you haven't uh, scrutinized every single post or in your Discord server and every single comment on your channel for wrong think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, and, and thank you for the point. Um, let's see. Uh, I think we're, we got a couple over on, um, on D live. Let me find where I left off. Does it matter? Says I'm back. Bitches missed you. Legit request looking for ideas to drop the big Q to my old lady. Um, it really depends my choice. Uh, and, and, uh, blonde, you as, as someone who is receiving the request you could opine but i had no desire to make it a public viewing i wanted it to be very private and uh, i picked a really 
pretty natural spot, but that's what we, you know, I picked a spot that's special to us and private. I don't want a, I don't want to put someone on the spot and have spectators. It should, in my mind, it should be between me and her. Private beach after a light beating for burning lunch. (laughs) And it it was just perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. (laughs) Well, seriously speaking, do you, uh, I'm not, you can share how it happened for you if you want to or not. The private beach part was true. That was true. And so you, would you want viewers? No, I've always known that if somebody proposed to me, like at a sporting event, I'd say no, because I'd be like, this person doesn't know me at all. Hmm. This is a freaking nightmare. First of all, a sporting event. Okay. The other thing I would say for me too is like it was the specifics were a surprise, but overall it should not be a surprise. You should know that you're both on the same page in this, that this is what you both want. And the the moment itself might be she might not be expecting it then, but she knows it's coming generally. Right. If she's so, surprised, you done fucked up already. Yeah, you I, I love seeing failed uh, marriage proposals on YouTube. They're some of the best Why? montages. They're so funny. Uh, I feel bad for those guys, but they, they kind of did it to themselves, at least as I imagine. Um, don't, don't do that. The point is don't, don't, be that guy. don't put her on, a, on the spot. The other thing I don't like about um, doing it with viewers is like that seems kind of like leverage. Like you can't say no. Yeah. And I don't like that either. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so don't, don't, don't try to leverage her and, and make sure that you know the answer is yes before you're making these plans. And congratulations, by yeah, the way, yeah. should say that. Oh, yeah. Once you're thinking about this, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Uh, just a couple. Ron Shackelson says, standing water is always level. The earth is flat. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. You can't see the curvature of a, a you know, of like a small pond in your yard or something like that. Fair point. Get out of town. Hey, man, I'm open to hearing it. We did have a flat earther call in a few weeks ago. I'm open to hearing it. I'm not yet convinced, though. I'm so hungry. And does it matter, says doing this to break the 2K lemon mark. Well, thanks for supporting the show. Thank and, you. Uh, Chief Bulging Snake, does it matter? And Lima, thanks for supporting the show tonight, guys. I think we are all clear. Let's call it a night. Uh, One last quick check. Yeah, we're good to go. So uh, that'll be that. We will catch up with the rest of the week's news. Uh, on Sunday, unless something changes drastically, I'm really going to try not to do much impeachment talk because good Lord, Thank is you. this boring. boring. But I do want to talk Tulsi's lawsuit a little bit. Um, there was one old man yelling at MSNBC in Richmond that I didn't get to cover in my video that was hilarious. And um, there's more details on those alleged terrorists who were going to Virginia, those white supremacists. Mm-hmm. Maybe some doubt on the story as claimed by the media. That, that and more on Sunday. We'll see you then.